Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Big Apple Hockey. We have a lot to break down with the NHL draft, as is going to be coming on very shortly with Mr. Anthony LaRocco, who will also be with me in about a minute. But I, of course, am Mark Williams, your host. And uh, there'll be new graphics coming up for tomorrow when we do our draft coverage. First, I need to get into this story that just got dropped on our lap just a minute ago. And... It's breaking news. According to, um, I'm not going to try to pronounce Andrew's last name. I think it's Zdarnowski uh, or Zdarnowski. Anyway, there you go. But Kirill Kaprizov's returned to America because of the arrest of Ivan Fedotov. And it, it seems like uh, it, it would have been something where uh, Kaprizov could have been drafted into the Russian military or something. But now Kaprizov is wanted in Russia file this under what I always like to call the thank God I'm an American act. Uh, it just, you don't have to worry about stuff like this, at least especially since the draft has been removed from our military and everything, but stuff like this is scary. This is where it's just, it's, you know, uh, hearing about that right away. And again, on draft weekend, there's going to be a lot of news breaking today possibly uh we could have the nhl schedules coming out as soon as uh the afternoon and there's also there's there's so much that we got to be covering around uh there's the rumors around who the montreal canadians are taking first but there's like like i said there's there's so much that we got uh anthony right now is in the green room he's we're just waiting to get him back on uh Tomorrow night, you're going to see the three of us will be doing our draft live stream at about seven o'clock. That's when we're going to start. And you got to wonder already, there's there's a lot of intrigue with tomorrow night's draft. There's probably more intrigue as far as the draft goes, as far as like possible moves that are going to be made either today or and, and we got a lot of guys that we have to cover with on that. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of that with our bar talk. And of course, by the way, next week, can't wait to do this, the free agent stream. And if you were with us last year, it was myself, Philk, Statboy Steven joined us for a little bit. And uh, Anthony called in from Turks and Kankos. So how, how, how much more? Uh, and he called in shirtless, too. So how much, how much more could you ever ask for? Uh, but... We're going to be throwing around the cash just as the NHL teams are going to be throwing around the cash. Money, 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 money. Uh, so what we got here so far. Yeah, uh, it's it's scary on a lot of these things because you you don't want these players to be going going back if they can't make it home and or make it back to, to America. So. Yeah, and and again, David, that's that's there's there's so many things. <laughs> uh, you know, he had his hat on at the time, David. He had his hat on. Wicked, how we doing? Um, yeah, hopefully there won't be any complications with Sorokin for you, as as you're talking about this right now. By the way, everybody, this is also going to be our first time we are broadcasting in 1080p. So in other words, you get to see every single detail of shaving that I've missed so far. And <laughs> it's, there's there's so much 
And we're also going to be on Twitch now. We are streaming on Twitch. We are streaming to our Facebook group. We are we are everywhere right now. So my apologies that all oh, you have to look at my face for a minute. Panarin uh, is in Russia. I hope not. And yes, this this is one hundred percent right. The 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 draft is going to be. I mean, if if Montreal takes. Uh, the Slovakian winger, that's going to be, a, I, I, it could be an Aaron Rodgers situation of when does Shane Wright go? Because it's, I mean, he, he could be dropping a long ways throughout, uh, throughout the draft because, I mean, maybe as far as three, some people got him projected at four and five now, but I'm waiting to get further into that until we have Anthony on. Because people, by the way, they always say that this is like, oh, it's the NHL offseason. No, it's so dull. This is the these two weeks are possibly the craziest two weeks of any offseason uh, period. Because the NFL stretches theirs out for months. Baseball is about four or five months. And then you have, yeah. Um Dave, right about that. Dave Pagnona said, as of yesterday, the Islanders are more likely to pick at number 13. Uh, T, uh, Wicked says, thank God I, I don't want the Islanders to trade this pick. Well, the, the Islanders are projected by some people to be taking um, uh, Connor Geeky. Uh, some people are saying they're gonna that he's going to fall there. But then again, look at, I mean, look at any draft. There could be any draft. So, things change. And the Rangers weren't supposed to be trading up to get Braden Schneider, but then Braden Schneider fell to 19. The Rangers traded up to get that pick from the Devils to stop the Devils from getting him for one or the Capitals. They traded, I believe it was with the Flames. Uh, and then we all figured as soon as that happened, it's Hendricks Lapierre. Instead, it's Braden Schneider. Lo and behold, Lapierre scored in the opening day against the Rangers, but did not play in the playoffs, I believe. And Braden Schneider was very much a key piece for the Rangers making the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I mean, well, nobody's going to drop like Rodgers. Um, I uh, I was on a rant about this the other night, and it was about how the Miami Dolphins passed on Aaron Rodgers. They took Ronnie Brown instead of him. Oh, boy. What a mistake for that franchise. I mean... And by the way, the Miami Dolphins are going to be in uh, my take today uh, because I have an editorial about uh, the brother of the GM because Mike Greer is the GM of the San Jose Sharks, and uh, I can't be happier. I followed him back when he was uh, a walk-on at Boston University. I always remember the Sports Illustrated article I read about him at first. Um, Unfortunately, I know a lot about that team because of – uh, the book that I read and the book that I followed a lot, uh, 11 seconds. It was about the career of Travis Roy. If you have never read uh, a hockey book in general, read, or if you ever go through difficulty in your life, read 11 seconds by Travis Roy. It's, it's an inspiring book about what he went through. Unfortunately, um, uh, he was never able to achieve his dream and and walk again. Uh, if you ever knew about it, he played 11 seconds of his career at Boston College. He threw a hit, fell headfirst in the boards, 
and broke his neck. And his line mate, Chris Drury. So it's a, it's a great book, him and E.L. Uh, e. Swift. Wow, Romanello, that is, that is amazing. That is amazing. Uh, Kurt, by the way, hey. Also, by the way, thanks for your criticism on the logo. Uh, the uh, the Rangers have three guys as buyouts on the books right now. Dan Girardi, Kevin Shattenkirk, and uh, Tony D'Angelo. It's about $4.5 million. And even though at last check, the Rangers had about $10 million in cap space. Oh, hey, Steven, you're joining us. $10 million in cap space. If you ever heard Steven joke about this with me, where he even said this, the Rangers bought out Dan Girardi to get Kevin Shattenkirk. They bought out Kevin Shattenkirk, and it's his replacement with Tony D'Angelo. And it's it's just stop buying out these defensemen. <laughs> um, yes, and like Stevens mentioned in this right now, a lot of a lot of uh, military services is a thing in a lot of countries, including Finland, for instance. I mean, I mean it's 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 scary because. These guys don't want to go to war, but yeah. Back to 11 seconds. Romanel, you're right. It is a fantastic read. Um, I, I think it would be best available by that time. Although we'll see whether or not the Rangers have their, their eyes on anybody in the first round. Rumor has it. The Rangers want to get back into the first round. So we're going to see about that. Still waiting on Anthony for a minute. It's just going to be a second. Um, yeah, and it's not like we ha didn't have enough um, fake stuff going around with Evander Kane and the vaccine card or what have you. This It's part of the problem when you're a global game because when you're a global game, you have different countries that have different points of view on everything. We'll just say it like that. So, again... Uh, I am, I am happy and I'm an American. I am happy that there's no draft anymore. I am happy that I'm not forced into war. I thought there was definitely going to be that moment uh, after, you know, 21 years ago, after 9-11. After I definitely thought I was going into service. So, uh, and the brave men and women that do go, you have more than my respect because uh, it's, it's a scary thing. See, uh, Granny, that's going to be a good, uh, a big thing too. I, I, th I think they need to keep him. They need to keep him. Then the, uh, his friendship with Bill Guerin might actually help the Wild right there and help them to waive the no trade clause to get there. So that's that's going to be a key issue. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Seems like Russia was fine with players pay, uh, paying out $5,000 to skip service and not so much. Yeah. I haven't heard anything on Kratzoff. Oh, I thought they I thought they uh, stopped the draft completely like at the end of Vietnam. I do know this selective service. But again, with the NHL and the KHL uh, no longer respecting contracts. It means players under contract in Russia can sign an NHL deal as uh, Fedotov did. 
Um, a lot of Ranger folks want PL. Uh, oh, all right. Well, we're going to get into a lot of rumors very soon. Uh, and again, I'm uh, Anthony just had an important phone call that he had to go make. So that's why we had to get there. 34 of you guys are watching right now. Um, don't worry. We're, I'm going to be segmenting this when you have to watch it live again. Uh, so that way you won't have to worry about that. Alyssa, hey, haven't seen you in a while. Who do I want for the second line center? Uh, if if you ever want to go check it out, guys, I have the uh, the written blog that I have on there. Hey, Alex, how's it going? And uh, I actually said originally I would love to promote Heedle and get a Nick Paul. I still want a guy that is going to be a, a guy that can match up better against the other team's top lines and maybe not have that burden on Zibanejad, open him up offensively so he doesn't have to play the top unit all the time. And it, it really, just to, to be honest, I'll, I'll use this phrase, and it's it's terrible to use this phrase like this, but anyone but Ryan Strom. And somebody asked me during the week at the bar, Oh, so you wait, you don't you don't like Ryan Strom? Why not? Well, what does he do well? And I'll wait in the comments. <laughs> Alex, I'll check out that article as soon as I can. Um, and Tommy, you're right about that. And of course, anytime I ever bring you up, I always gotta say, represent Hicksville. Uh <laughs> Free agent frenzy is going to be wild this year. I just hope the Rangers don't panic and overpay for players of 28 years of age or more. We need a number two center, but we don't need to go crazy with another $8 million AAV. That is correct. The New York Rangers should be a little bit more fiscally responsible. I mean, if Andrew Kopp wants to come back, but if he's going to be a wing, I don't think he's worth it at $6 million. If he comes back as a center, I might see that. And I don't think the Rangers need to bust out the bank on all this. I mean, we talk about a lot of this stuff before. And, and again, well, I'm going to keep on going back to these, but the New York Rangers don't have to go and completely shell out some money on, on like, say for instance, if I know Mark Shifley's name is being banted around in a uh, trade speculation, but if Mark Shifley um, was on the open market, let's say like that $8 million. No, you don't need to get that for your second line center, especially a guy that's not going to be on PP one. Everybody, we can now get on because you can't start a show, by the way. You really can't unless you have the beefcake, Mr. Anthony LaRocco. How's it going? Um, I'm refreshed and recharged from uh, my little vacay in Vermont. A nice little lake house up there. Um, close to Montreal, oddly enough, for the draft is going to be. But um, I'm back. I'm ready to talk some uh, – some hockey. It's the silly season. It's here. Free agency draft should be a lot of action in the next. Uh, what was it free agency is a week from today? So next seven days. So let's go. I know, I know, and it's going to be crazy. Like I mentioned, everybody before our free agency stream is going to be eleven thirty. We might go on a few minutes early that day, depending on if their news breaks beforehand. Uh, the uh, the gun draft team? tomorrow night. Our stream is at oh, seven o'clock. You're going to get all three of us which we haven't had in a while. And um, and by the way, Anthony, I was talking about how uh, the free agency stream last year, you called in from Turks and Kankos. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. All right. Take me back. But, Take me back. Anthony, by the way, I got to throw this out at you first. We started, we, we talked about it in our group chat briefly, but 
I mean, Kirill Kaprizov returning back to the U.S. and uh, is now wanted in Russia as a draft dodger. Uh, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, no, it's it's scary. Um, you know, it, I look think about how many Russian players go home regardless of what's going on, um, you know, in the world. But I get it. You know, regardless, it's still their home country. They have family there. They they want to go home and see them. So I don't blame any of the Russian players that that do go there. Um, crazy story about Kaprizov. Um, you know, and for the Islanders, I'm not I'm not really worried about Sorokin. Um, you know, I'm, he's a he's a smart guy. I'm sure he knows the rules. Um, you know, he played for CSKA Moscow for a while, um, you know, kind of dodging the Islanders and not signing and stayed there for quite a while. He left the right way and he's got a good relationship over there with them. So um, and the years he played there, which were a lot. It's a lot of years of service, so I, I don't I don't think it'll be an issue. With that said, yeah, I mean I, I want him back on uh, American soil yesterday, um, but I'm not I'm not really concerned by it. I, I think that he'll that he'll be okay. All right, now on to some of the chaos that's going on in the draft, and there could be a lot of it because. There's the rumor that Ken Hughes threw out there that they may not take Shane Wright, number one. And all of us kind of figured, a lot of people, I mean, even with the, the rankings that, uh, that that McKenzie put out a couple weeks ago when he didn't put Shane Wright one, everybody went, oh, oh my God. But they might not take Shane Wright. They might take, oh boy, Anthony, can you say it for me? Because <laughs> uh, Slavsky, um, Slakowski, that's it. Yes. There we go. Yep, you got, <laughs> it, it. you got it. Mark. It took two tries. Ding, 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 uh, you ding, know, ding. you know what's interesting about Shane Wright? He was granted exceptional status, which only I mean Tavares had, um, you know, and, and a couple of others. Um, so, so he was highly touted. Y- yes, he was highly touted. Um, and I think what hurt him is that, um, you know, due to COVID, he essentially lost two years of of junior hockey. Um, so I, I think that really kind of hurt his game. I mean, I still think he's going to be a good player, but I don't think any of these guys project to be elite players. I think Slavkovsky and Wright, I think they're going to be solid second-line players, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, Shane Wright has often been compared to Patrice Bergeron. I mean, that would be a great comparable. Um, but I, regardless of that that final mock by Corey Promnin today, I, I don't see Wright slipping to fourth. I mean, I, I would be surprised. Uh, but um, I guess we'll see if it shakes out. But I do think New Jersey would take him over one of the defensemen, but maybe I'm wrong. Now, I got to go with – I used the accept the the uh, metaphor, and it was a little bit overblown, by the way, that he might have an Aaron Rodgers-like fall, which isn't going to happen. He's not going to fall at 24. No. But if Shane Ryan falls, where does he land? Because I don't – because you don't draft in the NHL based on need, which, by the way, I'm going to ask you this question in about a couple minutes, but on what your strategy would be if you're GM. But you, you don't necessarily draft upon need. But on the other hand, when you already have your center position filled out with <clears throat> Nico Heischer and Jack Hughes, the New Jersey Devils wouldn't draft a center right there, right? Well, I mean, think about it. If they <clears> – <throat> I mean, Heischer actually plays – good 200 foot hockey but i mean if shane wright was was really going to be like a patrice bergeron light i mean him at the third line center position shut down roll could ship in that's not the worst thing to have hughes he and right down the middle 
Um, but with that said, I think they would take Slavkovsky. Um, as far as Shane Wright, if he falls, I mean, Pronman, for instance, in his mock today had him Seattle taking him at four. So I, I, I don't think he'd fall anywhere past there. So you would have Logan Cooley going to Arizona? Arizona at three, yeah. That's what he has. So he went from being the number one overall prospect and falling below Cooley. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, and, and by the way, don't get me wrong, I've heard lots of great things about Cooley. It's just that it's it's one of those things that it that would that would surprise me a lot. Or do the Devils pull uh, one of those moves where you take the player and then you shop him around and see what you can get for him? Well, I'm really hungry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the the talk is the speculate well, it's long been speculated that they would be willing to trade that second overall pick for an established player. Um, Alex Debrinkit is out there. The only thing with Debrinkit, he's only under team control technically for you know two more years. So, is that long enough to sacrifice trading that second overall pick? I don't know. Um, I mean, so that that's the key there. I mean, could the Devil again, JT Miller. If I were the Devils, I wouldn't trade the second overall pick for JT Miller. Yeah, he had a you know ninety plus point season this year. But that was just one year. I, I don't know if I would move that for JT Miller. To bring it, I would. He's 24 years old. He's hit 40 goals twice now. Um, you know, he's an elite scorer. Uh, but ultimately, I mean, my prediction is the Devils make the pick and they use a player to take. They don't trade it. But we'll have to see. All right. Well, let's get to the local teams and the one that actually has a pick in the first round right now. Anthony, what is the New York Islanders' plans for this draft pick? Um. So that's an interesting question, Mark. I, I, you know, I go back and forth. Uh, they need to re they need to restock the prospect pool. Um, you know, Ratu is, is one of the top prospects, but man, William DeFore, he has come on. I mean, Quebec major junior hockey league, MVP Memorial mm-hmm. cup, MVP. Um, the first player in that league to score 50 goals since 2018. Um, that's the world celebration that he pulled out. Yeah. <laughs> His stock has really risen. So, I mean, him, he helps their 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 prospect pool. But with that said, I think they should still use that 13th pick to um, to improve even further. Now, with that said, could they trade that pick for, you know, Jacob Trickren or, you know, Alex DeBrinket? Sure, they could. Um, I My gut right now tells me that they'll use the pick to select a player. Maybe um, Brad Lambert, you know, Lane's nephew. It's possible he's out there. And some moxies fallen into the twenties, but he does have a lot of skill and speed. So maybe the Islanders take a chance there. Um, but I, I will say they are going to be active regardless of what they do with the pick itself. Um, I think in the next, you know, leading up to free agency, I think Josh Bailey um, might finally get dealt. Simeon Varlamov as a possibility. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see which direction they go. Um, I, I, me right now, I, I think that they. Like I said, I think that they use the pick to take a player. But you know, for instance, Mark, if they could get if they can get Ariz, if they can get Arizona to agree to a you know Anthony Beauvillier plus the thirteenth overall pick and maybe another piece for Jacob Chikrin, that I would do because it doesn't change their their cap situation much. Um, you know, Chikrin makes four point six million, Beauvillier makes four point one. So by making that move, the Islanders could still do what they want to do in free agency. And they fill a giant hole on the left side of their defense to play with Noah Dobson. Um, so if you're an Islander fan, um, 
I mean, even if you're a Ranger fan, I highly doubt you want to see this, but could you imagine a Pelic, Pollock, Chikrin, Dobson as a top four pairing? Um, that that would be, you know, tops, uh, at least, you know, definitely top 10 in the league. That would probably of- be the yeah. Islanders' yeah. best top four defensive core mm-hmm. since, uh, let me make sure I get everybody right, Janssen, Akoin, uh, Ninema, and... Hamlet. Hammerlock, yeah. yeah, and yeah. Roman Hammerlock still had plenty, of, plenty of tread on those tires yeah. back yeah. then. <laughs> there was, yeah. there was a lot. See, I couldn't remember the fourth guy for a second. Uh, th- yeah. That was the problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah. you know, in, in in that instance, I do trade the pick. Um, but you know, speaking of Chikrin, um, Dreger had mentioned that um, the Blue Jackets have been talking Arizona, maybe using that twelfth overall. So. Uh, if I were the Islanders, I wouldn't want him to go to Columbus, you know, a division foe. Uh, but we'll see. Like I said, it's a lot of, a lot of moving parts right now. Um, but I think you're going to see the Islanders be uh, very, um, very, very active. And I'll say this. So it could be a, if, if they move Josh Bailey, for instance, I think that's a tell for sure that Lou is going to be in on Forsberg or Gaudreau if they reach free agency. Because right now they have twelve, they have twelve million dollars in cap space. Um, Josh Bailey makes five, so if they move Bailey for you know a pick or whatever, uh, now they're talking they have seventeen million dollars worth of cap space and really only have to sign Noah Dobson. Um, so yeah, if he makes a move of Bailey Verlamov, you know he's going to go big game hunting. Which, by the way, we're going to be talking about uh, one New York team going big game hunting in a minute. Anthony, before I ask about the other New York team or um, the one that doesn't have the pick, here's a question for you. And again, uh, what's the status on Sorokin being in Russia at, uh, Russia at this moment? So I just touched on that before. Um, I'm not really concerned. You know, he, he played for CSK in Moscow for a while, um, you know, did his, did his time there, stayed there a while. I mean, a lot, a lot of people felt he should have come over to the Islanders a lot sooner, but he gave them a lot of time. He left on good terms. He did everything the right way. Um, and again, also too, I'm sure he knew what the risks were if he if he went back to Russia, what could happen. But he still did. Um, you know that that tells me that you know he's not he's not very concerned. Um, yeah, it's a little unsettling when you hear all this stuff. Uh, but I I don't think Ilya Sorokin is in any danger of not being able to come back over. Uh, so with that said, we'll see how it plays out. But I'm not at the moment. I'm not concerned by it. All right, let's go over to what do the Rangers do in this draft? Do they go back in the first round, do you think? Or are they just going to be content to stay in the second? I mean, it's possible, um, you know, for them to get into the first round, uh, you know, they would either have to package a couple of picks um, or a player. That's probably the easiest way, Um, you know, for any team to, I mean, sure. Could the Rangers maybe move Phil Pedal for first? I'm not sure if he had, I know he had a good playoffs, but I don't know if he has the value to, you know, to return a first-round pick. Um, I'm sure Chris Drury will do his due diligence there, and if there's a player that they really like, maybe they can move up. But for me, with the Rangers, um, their moves are really going to be more about trying to get that second-line center. Um, you know, Andrew Kopp and Ryan Strom appear to be headed to free agency. Uh, if I were a Ranger fan, there would be no sweat off my back about Strom going. Kopp, I mean – He's not, you know, losing him isn't the end of the world. However, you know, you, you gave up a first round pick to, to get him as well as Morgan Barron. Um, so to give all that up for a player that leaves, I mean, that kind of stings. 
Um, but with that said, you know, if they could replace him with a Vinny Trocek or, um, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois, which we'll touch on a little bit later, um, mm-hmm. you know, I guess it's not a huge deal. Uh, but the second line center is their most, is their most pressing need. Um, however, they really only have about five to 6 million to really give that second line center. And even that, after they do that, they're going to have no really very little cap space left to, to round out the roster with a backup goalie and, you know, um, a number five and number six D. So it's going to be interesting to see what Drury could do because he still needs to free up more cap space to probably do what he really wants to do. Now, I you know what it, I it depends if there's a player that they really like and it would be late in the second round at the, at the late in the first round I mean yeah. that they would trade up. I mean I don't I don't think they're really going to go for anybody high in this, but we're going to see about that later on tomorrow night. And it's going to be late tomorrow night. So Anthony, let me put you in the seat of an NHL GM, okay. and especially like late, let's say for instance the Devils at number two. When, if you're an NHL GM, do you draft based on the talent of the player or the needs of the organization? Is best player available? Is that just it? Um, I, I kind of go, I kind of go on need. Um, and I'll, I'll give an example of that. So 2012, the Oilers picking first overall for the third year in a row. They already have Nugent Hopkins. They already have Taylor Hall. Um, they had, you know, Jordan Eberle. They had a lot of they had a lot of offensive firepower. Everyone and their mother knew that they needed to improve defensively. Um, yet they still pick Nail Yakupov. Um, wrong, wrong move in my opinion. I know it's easy to say now that being that Yakupov turned out to be a bust, but. Why wouldn't you go with a D? And again, I know the best D in that draft was, I think Ryan Murray was, was selected right after Yakupov. Second, I, know he yeah. didn't turn out, I know he didn't turn out as really that good either, but at least he's had a much longer NHL career than Yakupov. Why wouldn't the Oilers have drafted Ryan Murray? Um, we have yeah. almost as long an NHL careers as, as yeah. Neil Yakupov. So, so that's why I say draft based on need. I mean, you, you can even make the case that, you know, the Rangers needed centers. You could have made the case they should have drafted Quinton Byfield um, instead of, instead of uh, you know, going yet with another winger. So, you know, it, it's, it's hard to say, and I don't, I don't fault really any strategy, whether you do best player available or draft on need. But me personally, you know, I would draft on need. Unless, unless the caveat, of course, if, you know, you have a pick and you have a chance to select Connor McDavid and his generational talent, you, you still take him even though if you need defense more. But yes, if it's, if it's marginal differences, I think you go. I think you go based on need. And I know what you're talking about with that. Uh, Quentin Byfield certainly made a, a pretty good late push to be the number one overall draft pick. And the Rangers did need a center. There was rumors of moving Lafreniere over to the center. But I, I got to say that if the um, if the Rangers passed on Lafreniere, everybody would have gone. Wait, what? Usually when central yeah. scouting says that's what you get, that's who you go get. And in the case of Kako, they weren't going to pass over Kako because everybody said there was two elite selections in the draft. It was Hughes and Kako that year. And then the distant third was going to be uh, Kirby Doc. But it's just that's where uh, th- that's the thing. It's it's just you can base, you can go with need, I think, when it gets to middle of the first round or stuff like that, as opposed to say, 
the top two. That's the only. I mean, but in the devil situation, I don't understand what they're going to do with Shane Wright besides put him on the shelf. I mean, you're already locked in to a fourteen million dollars on two centers, so it's it's just, it's just not going to make any sense for the long run, especially when they're trying to make a move now. This is now. What's yeah. happening now? What's happening now? We can't go back to then because we passed then. When? Just now. But yeah. um, so that's that's just where I go with that because I know that's what everybody always always uh always would suggest you should base draft based on need but there are times where you take just take the best player available and by the way uh david if there's anything i know about anthony glamorello is that he'll put a horse's head in your bed (laughs) so there we go all right so guys we're gonna we're gonna just stop the draft talk right there so uh trying to hide that banner but i can't find it okay and also as usual every single time i have to tell you guys about manscaped because we're, we're, we're trying to be affiliates. That's what we're trying to be. But no, Fancy H is a great product. It, it, I've been using it now in the last couple of weeks, and uh, I'm a little bit more confident showing off how little hair I had to begin with. But it's, uh, but it's fantastic. The light on it that you use, uh, you, you can actually see what you're cutting off, and hopefully you won't be cutting off anything uh too valuable and also it's uh it's you know what they got the ball deodorant the ball toner and all that and you know what the nose trimmer the nose trimmer actually works it actually yep. gets those tough tough ones that I, are up in here i swear by it i yes. swear by it and he's and he's the shirtless one out of all of us so i mean yeah don't worry the ladies the calendar the anthony calendar is coming and yes he'll have the mohawk so <laughs> all right um, I still haven't redone the intro, but Anthony, let's let's do some bar talk. Sure. I'm gonna take a shot on this one. You're gonna see beer. I'm buying everybody around on this. Oh my god. And of course, by the way, Anthony, your horse's head would have a mohawk I, on it. Well, I mean, I, I got rid of the mohawk a while ago, but it, I, I in this case it should have one for sure. Yeah, just to be like. There you go. Uh, by the way, if only only Edmonton went, for, uh, went with defense. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, what what that's that's one of the steals, all time steals in NHL history for the draft pick and Griffin Reinhardt for Matt Barzell. I mean, and there you go. And, <laughs> uh, oh yeah. By the way, congratulations to Dave who spelled my name wrong, but that's okay. Yeah. But it's, but no, Dave has lost a lot of weight and he's been going shirtless as well. You know what you him. should do? Manscape it right there. Manscape. <laughs> because after all, your balls will thank you. By the way, don't forget to use the code BAH uh, and click the link below to do that. But everybody, we're doing bar talk. And that is where in Big Apple Hockey Bar Talk, we gauge our confidence on NHL topics based on our choice of drink. Guess what? We're going to be doing a lot of draft coverage today. And Guys, you know what? I know you guys do it. Go ahead. Throw it down in the comments. Play along with us because we want to know what you think as well. Are you so confident you're buying everybody around? Or so, so you just want a beer? Oh, God, I need a shot. <laughs> All right. Anthony, we're going to go with one of the things you alluded to, and I have a caveat with what you put down because I put the word and in there. The New York Islanders will trade Josh Bailey and Simeon Blairlam off by week's end. Um. I'm going to say beer. Uh, I think, I think for, for Lou to really be able to try to sign Philip Forsberg, if he reaches free agency or Johnny Gaudreau, 
Um, he's got to shed more. He's got to shed more cap for sure. Um, and trading one of these guys or both will definitely accomplish that. Um, I, I, I'm going to say beer because I, I don't I don't think that they're going to trade both of them by the week's end. But I, I do think that Josh Bailey um, very well might not be an Islander by you know a week from today. So I'll go beer. I think he's going to unload Bailey. Um, Varlamov, I, I think he's you know he's probably the easiest to move. I mean, with how many teams are looking for goalies, and really aside from Jack Campbell or, or Darcy Kemper, in which case you could say Varlamov's better than both of them because statistically speaking the past couple of years he has been um that he's that he's the best goalie available um so you think you know teams will be would be lining up lining up for him if he's available it just comes down to whether or not lou wants to move him uh you know he's been a great mentor for sorokin and you saw how important it is to have goaltending depth uh so with all that combined that could equal into lou deciding to hold on to verlamov but i think bailey's probably gone for sure so i'll say beer you know what? You, I was about to say shot. You talked me into beer, too. So there's a beer for you right there, Anthony. And I, I think it's going to be tough to get them both out of there. But I, I just flashed the Islanders cap space there just a second ago. It's $12.01 million right now. You knock off another $10 million. You say hello to God, Johnny Gaudreau right after that because that's how quickly that could, that could develop for the New York Islanders. And if the Islanders... I mean, if the honors pull that off, see, I, I, I wonder where Varlamov goes. That's where I'm having trouble. The Bailey, you could throw on a lot of teams and it doesn't necessarily have to be a playoff team, but you could, you could find a way to, to, to move Josh Bailey, but Varlamov, because there's so many spots for goaltenders. I, I just wonder where it's going to be. Is it going to be the Darcy Kemper loser? Is it going to be the team that doesn't feel confident about uh, signing Billy Huso? There's so much to go with that on, on Var- Varlamov that I just don't know where he goes. And also, are you that confident in Sorokin? But you know what? I, I am that confident on Sorokin. I, we talked about this before. He's arguably the third or fourth best goaltender in the league. I would actually... Because uh, he's a rookie and he only did it for one year, I would put him somewhere around four or five in that area because I forgot who I put ahead of him, and then you yelled at me about that. Well, <laughs> yeah, Saros, because because Sorokin had better had better numbers in every single category, and he was on a much worse team. So, um, right, but I I know, do think it's track record. Just let's get it projected yeah, out a little bit. But for for my money, um, you know, he's the third best goal in the league. He, he even had better regular season numbers than Vasilevsky. But just because he's Vasilevsky, I'll still give Vasi the benefit of the doubt. But for my money, like I said, he's the third best goalie in the league. Um, wow. And <laughs> the sky's the limit for him. I mean, when the Islanders are a good team, I, I think he'll be right up there with Igor in terms of the numbers. He's, he's that good. Those guys are going to be scary good, both of them, Igor yeah. and Sorokin. And we're seeing what the, that they can be different goaltenders and yet still just as good. And the fact that Sorokin was as good as he was by the end of the year. That that has a lot to do with it. All right. So they start. Uh, some of the the crew was asking me before. The Rangers should go big game. Should sorry, the Rangers should not go big game hunting in free agency. And again, I'm going to buy everybody around on this one, Anthony, because I don't think the Rangers need. They're a top heavy team. They use their power play over 90 seconds per 
uh, per power play. So if you go get a Mark Shifley, you're basically putting a Ferrari in the garage or a offensive forward. That's not really going to back check, but it's just, it's, if they, if they go for the big name, just for the sake of going for the big name, that's just dumb. And another thing is, let's say you bring in Pierre-Luc Dubois. Then there's another season of Lafreniere and Kako sitting on the third line. It's you got to get these guys promoted. You got to play them more. And you don't do that with less ice time. Now, are there second line centers they could probably go out and that are going to be cheaper? That's what I'm thinking. And who that guy is, I have to scour the free agent market to find out. So it's going to be a while. But I'm going, I'm buying everybody around. Don't go, don't go for the big name. I'm going around. Uh, one being that technically speaking, big game hunting would be like Phil Forsberg or Johnny Gaudreau, which they don't have the cap space for. Um, so that's why I'm saying round. But I mean, Vinny Trocek, not exactly big game hunting, but still a very good player. So they, they could certainly do that. Um, and then you also have uh, a guy like Pierre-Luc Dubois. Um, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not really huge on Pierre-Luc Dubois. I think, you know, he's, he's, Eh, he's a met to me. Um, and also, too, I, it seems like his attitude. You know, first he whines and cries about, you know, not being happy in, in Columbus. He gets traded to Winnipeg. And now all of a sudden, two years before he's even eligible for free agency, he's saying, you know, he's going to test the waters, which to me is, is the same thing as requesting to be traded. So doing that twice in such a short period of time seems to me like he's a little bit of a prima donna. Um, that's just that's just my opinion. Um, and also seems to me that he has one destination in mind when he hits free agency, which is Montreal. I think that's where he wants to be. So, uh, I would be a little, I would be a little hesitant trading for him. So, um, but I mean, at the end of the day, they do need a second line center. However, the way they do that. So be it, yeah. they absolutely need to sign one or trade. However one. they do that. And by the way, yeah. Mr. Statistic, I think that it's starting an eight-year extension. No, no way. I don't think yeah, you're going to be able to move literally that just signed it. No way. And the other reason why I highlighted you is so I can look at the camera and say, other than one scene, you can completely throw away the Obi-Wan series. And you know what scene I'm talking about. Uh, the only good one. So, um, yeah, that's just I, – I don't, I don't think they could be able to move them. But, by the way, more on, more on the San Jose Sharks in a little bit. But – Let's go across the river, Anthony. The New Jersey Devils will trade this trade out of the second pick. The more and more I think about this, the more and more I say uh, shot. Um, I Ooh. I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna move the pick. I think they're gonna take it take Slavkovsky or Wright. Um, off chance, maybe they take Simon Nemec, the defenseman, but um, I don't. I don't see them trading it. I know this, it's been bandied about, you know, the Brinkett, JT Miller, all these players available they can move it for. But at the end of the day, I don't see it happening. I think the last time a team traded to pick that high for a player, he had to go back, all the way back to when the Islanders made the trade for Alexei Yashin. Um, I, and that's a long time ago now. Um, so I wow. think that trend is going to continue and they're going to make the pick. So shot. Wow, that's amazing. Because actually, when you were saying the Islanders, I was ready for Rick DiPietro. I forgot that Jason Spezza's pick was that high. I was thinking it's yep. four. I don't understand why, but even that, it's still pretty high. Uh, I'm going to say beer. I think you're starting to convince me that they're not going to trade out of it. Uh, if they get Slavka, uh, Slavkowski, I get out on the second try, um, then maybe they might end up taking him and just using it as another offensive weapon. But if they have the opportunity to trade down, I think they're going to be doing that because why not? You might as well get more assets. Because if it's Shane Wright, 
either you, you take Shane Wright and then you trade him and get something lower, or you know it's they they need more assets, but they also they need to they need to get NHL players that are ready. So depending on what Chicago wants to do, because uh, that's going to lead into the next question. But I'm going to banter for a second. Uh, let my partner get back on. It's oh there he is. <laughs> Because Anthony, by the way, that leads us right into the next question. Alex DeBrinket will be traded at the draft. Um, you know, I'm going to go on a limb here and say round. Uh, there's Ooh. been a lot of smoke about him. I, I, you know, we just talked about the Devils, but um, it was rumored the last couple of days the Flyers were interested in him, possibly oh, you know, offering up the fifth overall pick. But I, I had heard that um, that's not accurate. The Flyers won't be trading fifth overall for him. Um, but I think Chicago is going to deal him. I think a team will step up. Um, there was a couple of days ago there was a report that an unnamed team offered two firsts uh, and a lesser prospect for him, uh, and Chicago shot that down. Uh, so we'll see. But there's been a lot of smoke about the Brinkett. Um, you know, I, I I still have a hard time, you know, understanding why they're gonna why they would move him. Um, I don't think their their reasoning is still really all that good. Um, but I think it'll happen. And Big Daddy just said it. Um, so, so basically big daddy, the, the issue is regardless if you agree to it or not, they're looking to trade him because his qualifying offer next, next year, um, will be about $9 million. Um, and they feel that that's a lot of money for a team that's still, you know, years away in their mind from contending. Um, and I guess they feel paying him $9 million, uh, when, you know, they won't be ready to win. Uh, for a couple more years isn't prudent for them, and that would be ben more beneficial to trade him for even younger assets. So th I think that's their reasoning. Uh, you know what? I don't. I still don't see why. I, and you outlined all this. I, I don't see why you would trade this kid. He, he's going to be around when that when everything goes around. And you know what? I'm going to buy around with you. Uh, if they think that if they think that they can move him, get assets, get a lot of assets. You're talking about a person that had well over 40 goals last year and probably had a shot at 50 and would have been one of the many guys that got 50 goals last year. I think there was five of them in total. Uh, just I, 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 I'm still dumbfounded by it, Anthony, and as well as it's compelling audio to hear me go. I, 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 <laughs> but it's 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 just I'm I, I can't believe it. And you know what? Uh, it's going to happen. I just think it's going to happen. I don't think it's right, but it's going to happen. Speaking about things that are going to happen, because we've been hearing about it for two years, Jacob Chikrin's going to get traded at the draft. Um, this one I'm a little less certain. Um, I'll go beer. Um, it seems like it's hot again, cold again, off and on with Chikrin for the last year. Um, I think for a rebuilding team like Arizona, who has tons of picks and just totally considering the future right now, I think it would be silly for them to hold on to him, especially if they're getting, you know, really good offers. So I think he will be traded um, at some point at the draft. I'm just not sure about. Um, so that's why I'm saying beer. But I, I do think there are going to be a lot of teams looking for him. Uh, and I think they finally get an offer that's too good to refuse. I just don't know when it's going to come. It may not be by the draft, but it will happen. Uh, I'm going to go with round on this one. And the reason why I'm going to be more confident about this is I can never get that off. And the reason why I'm going to be more confident about this and why I'm flashing the podcast uh, website at the bottom, because I wrote an article about this. Shane Gossespierre's numbers has made Jacob Chikrin expendable. And I actually think it behooves them 
to move on from Jacob Chikrin now and get some assets. And now you can actually end up getting this team moving forward. They got two years that they're going to be basically sleeping in a spare bedroom, hoping for hoping for a new arena. That's the way yeah. I kind of look at the Arizona Coyotes there. You guys break up with your living girlfriend. And the next thing you know, you're living in your friend's room. Hell, I'm still doing that. It's four years later. But <laughs> don't worry, Anthony. We, the, everybody's dog has barks sooner or later. So, <laughs> I mean, mine's about to go off. I'm surprised he's being so quiet. So uh, I'm going to go with that. And by the way, Anthony, just to say once again, who have you heard more about in the last two years about getting traded? Jacob Checker and a Jack Eichel. And Jack Eichel was traded back in November. Yeah, that took forever. That took forever. So JT Miller will be traded at the draft. I'm going to actually start this one. Eh, I'm going to go shot. I'm going to go shot. I think the Canucks are going to ask for way too much for this, for uh, JT Miller. He's coming off a season where he nearly had a hundred points. And I, I, I think he's actually better off in Vancouver. That's another write-up that I had, by the way, yeah, you guys can go check that out. Big apple hockey podcast.com. Uh, and I, I think Vancouver if they keep JT Miller and they go on the team that they were post-December, post-Travis Green, who I thought was a, a good coach, but let's be honest, he didn't handle that situation. You were the one that pointed out that he was probably going to get fired and they quit on him. But Bruce Boudreaux was doing great things with them. Great things. That could They could be a playoff team next year with JT Miller. So I'm saying he stays shot. So you don't think he's going to be traded at all? No. Okay, uh, that's interesting. Um, also, they're going to ask for a really high price. I say shot. I think he will be traded, but I just don't think it's going to be at the draft. Um, but, you know, I, I had thought that Brock Besser would be the one that they'd sacrifice to be traded, but he was re-signed to that three-year deal last week. So it seems to me that he's sticking around. Um, maybe that's in lieu of JT Miller. We'll find out. Um, I think he does have a lot of value. I think teams will give up a significant amount for him. Uh, and being that, you know, he can walk in a year, I think that might entice Vancouver to pull the trigger. I just don't think it's going to be at the draft. Uh, so I'll go shot. Well, that kind of leads me to this. Uh, this is one of the ones that I wrote down in our rundown, but I, I forgot to edit on until just right now. Anthony, the last two years have been a little bit hectic to say the least for scouting and junior hockey. So there will be more successful late round selections in this draft than any other draft. I mean, it's really hard. It's really hard to say. Um, I mean, I, I guess with everything going on and maybe not being able to see much players in person and whatnot, um, you can get on board with that. I just think you, you know, it's really hard to predict. Uh, you know, Pavel Datsuk was a six round pick. So you really never know. I think you always find gems late in the round. I mean, Hopefully, in the Islanders' case, William DeFore is one of them. He was selected fifth in the fifth round a couple mm -hmm. of years ago. Um, some guys just, you know, are late bloomers. So, yeah, I think we will see some late-round success stories come to fruition, you know, in a couple of years. But I don't. it's hard to say if it's going to be more than other years because I, I think it happens all the time. So, um, I mean, I, I'll go – I guess I'll go beer, but um, it's really hard to say. I'm going to go – I'm actually going to buy around on this because I'm very confident on this one. I think the fact that there's been the lack of scouting is going to lead to some players that were overlooked because the, you, you only get to watch them on video. You don't get to watch them in person. Maybe their interview 
uh, didn't go well or something yeah. like that. I, I mean, I'm trying to figure out every single reason why it wouldn't happen. And I, I just think maybe there's going to be things that uh, officials just didn't check. I mean, after all, Gordy Clark told a story about how they went to go scout another player. And then they looked over and went, who's that kid? Ends up being Nils Lundqvist. And that's who they ended up selecting because they went with uh, Lundqvist. <clears throat> so we'll see about that because it's going to be it's going to be um, it's going to be interesting, to say the least, with yep. some of these selections. And you're going to see guys that get passed on for, for stuff like that. <laughs> Patrick Nemeth uh, for a first round pick. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anybody would ever do that. All right, let's go to a player that got traded last week who actually had an 85 point season. Kevin Fiala will have a big season, or as Ilya Brzezgal would say, humongous season for the LA Kings. Anthony. Yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go around. Um, I mean, Kevin Fiala had that 85 point year playing with Freddie Gaudreau. So um, I think he's gonna play with somebody a lot more offensively talented in LA um, than Gaudreau is. Uh, you know, he, this is a good young player. This is a guy actually in my free agent predictions, Mark, I had, no, I know he was on a free agent, but my predictions in under the trade target here, I had him going to the Islanders. Um, you know, it didn't pan out, but, um, no, I think it's good, uh, good get for LA. I mean, they did give up a first and, and Brock Faber, who is a, you know, a little bit of a tough, rugged defenseman over at you know, university of Minnesota. So, um, the wild, uh, get him, which is a nice piece too, but, um, I think it was a fair price to pay. Uh, Kevin Fiala is a good hockey player. He's young. He can score. Um, you know, he may not replicate 85 points, but I could still see him getting, you know, a 70 to 80 point season, which is, in my definition, still a pretty big season. So um, I'm going to go round here. Uh, yeah. And actually, I forgot if I put out the graphic for a second, but I'm going to do it again for you. Uh, I got to join you. I got to join you. It's a round. This guy is, he's such a good player. And I think he's going to be probably, I mean, do you put him with Kopitar? That's a good question. I mean, possibly. Yeah, you could. I mean, Aaron Alifala was, was coming along for LA. They, they got a lot of good pieces that are starting to come together. Yep. They're another one of those teams that if you want to use the word up and coming, not just us because we're an up and coming podcast, but it's also, it's, you know what? I got to think, I got to think he, he's going to have a better season. 85 points are a lot of points, but I mean, Fiala is a hell of a player, and you want to use the term late bloomer? Man, uh, Nashville is probably still kicking themselves for getting rid of that yeah. guy because uh, <laughs> they're not kicking themselves because they'd have to resign uh, him and uh, uh, Philip Forsberg right now. But also, I, I try to remember which which one of the um, Backlund brothers. It was Nicholas Backlund is the one that they traded him for? Who? Uh not back when I said, uh, I forgot which one. It was a good player from Minnesota. I forgot who they traded Fiala for. I said back when that back when is on, um, uh, Calgary. I just, you know, should have thought about that beforehand. Anyway. Oh, Granlin. Yeah. yeah. Granlin. There, there we go. go. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> all right, moving on. The San Jose Sharks should enter a rebuild. I'm going to start this one, Anthony, and I'm going to, I'm going to unfortunately say it's a beer. You can't go into a rebuild with that many huge contracts. It is impossible. Then now for a rebuild, they might be able to get rid of, I mean, you, you got hurdles signed for eight years. Now you have you Couture build, signed for an ungodly you, amount for a long time. You, you build around, uh, you build around hurdle. You, you build around Timo Meyer. Um, 
and you kind of you kind of go from there. Um, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go round. I think they should find a way to move Brent Burns, whose name's been out there a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Try to find a taker for uh, you know Eric Carlson, um, you know, and and go from there. But I think they really need to do that because um, you know they they need they need younger talent on defense. Uh, they need more depth. Um, even their goaltending situation, I think, can be improved. Uh, so I think Mike Greer's got his work cut out for him. But, you know, having guys like Hurdle is a, is in place is good. Myers, fantastic. Couture's getting a little older, but, you know, he's still a piece that I think they could hold on to for a little bit. Uh, but they need, I think they need to move those Albatross contracts in Burns and Carlson because they're both slowing down. They're both older. Um, and just freeing up that money could go a long way in doing some things that aren't available to them right now. All right. And the last one, Jack Campbell will get overpaid when the free agency market opens. Mr. LaRocco. Round. Um, you know, he's, in my in my opinion, he's more of a 1A, 1B type guy. I'm still not sold on him being a legitimate upper echelon starting goaltender, but I think a team um, like Buffalo, who just brought back Craig Anderson for a year, but his age, he can't be relied on to play a lot. I think they might throw a lot of money at him. If Kemper goes elsewhere, I could see Colorado possibly throwing a lot of money at him. Um, but I, I frankly don't think he's worth it. I mean, I get right now in this day and age, like five million is probably the going rate for like a you know a, a, a pretty good starting goaltender. Um, but I think he might get more than that. I think he might get six, six and a half million, which t- to me is is too much for him. Um, so round for sure. You know what, Anthony? I'm so glad you said that because I was starting to wonder and want to follow up with what is overpaying for him is 5 million. Okay. But is 6 million, 6 million is overpaying six. Yeah. I think five and a half might be overpaying. Cause I think you're hundred percent right. And I'm going to go again. I'm going to, I'm going to buy around too. Uh, and I forgot if I put it up for you right there. Cause I think I was just so captivated with what you were saying, but it's just, I, I think Jack Campbell has potential to grow. I don't, I, I always call it, I always call it unfairly or not. I always call it the Yaroslav Halak rule. It, you got to show that you could play a lot of games and certain guys break down later on in the season. They make, they just don't look that great. And Yaroslav Halak was always that for me. He didn't play 60 games in a season. And then you're going to say, all right, now you got to play 26 in two months. Go ahead. Can you do it? And Jack Campbell at times to Jack Campbell's credit. And this was, I did another write-up on the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I actually did say Jack Campbell played great in games five, six, and seven for them and still yep. lost, but I wouldn't give him the starting job. He was terrible in game four, for instance, where he did the he he did the I think it was um uh Nick it might have been Nick Paul, took a shot, hit him in the glove, and still went in the net. And he looked <laughs> at the glove like a baseball player that made an error. You're like, wait, was there a hole in the glove? No, there it hit your glove and it still went in. I have no idea how that happens to a hockey goalie. Those <laughs> gloves are they're they're like they're like they're literally like nets. They they yeah. as soon as it goes in, they trap it. Of course, I say that and that exact same situation is how the, the Rangers season <laughs> ended. So it's I I have to laugh about that. But no, it's um I, I think that he's gonna get overpaid. I, I think somebody's gonna Absolutely. reach and say this yep. is our number one. Yep. Buffalo's a good candidate. Why not? Yep. So it was New so, Jersey. You hear you hear that they might trade Mackenzie Blackwood and um, they might, you know, Campbell or Villa Huso. Um, and which, by the way, you know, buyer beware on Huso too. Uh, you know, he's very he's very unproven. Um, 
I'm not I'm not sold on him either. I think I think he's gonna get overpaid too, personally. So I um, I gotta say this and and unfortunately and by the way, everybody thank you thank thank you for trying to tell me Michael Ramlin. Yeah, because I think <laughs> Matias is his brother. And I think he's I'm trying to think I think he was in Vancouver or was it uh it was another one. I I, I know his brother is around there. But yes, Logan Couture is another guy that was there on the rebuild. But uh, I mean, it, it's just madness. And then if you, you can't be just throwing money out there. And if you look at this right, if you look at the write up that actually I just published today about the St. Louis Blues, Huso was spectacular for two months, and then god awful in March, <laughs> April, yeah. and the playoffs. <laughs> And the funny part about the playoffs, Anthony, is he started it with a shutout over yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. And then he was terrible. Absolutely terrible. There, there goes my uh, prepubescent whining voice. <laughs> so it's just uh, – right. it, I think that's me trying to hold back the yelling because I could easily go down here yeah. and talk like that. But it's just it, – it, it's, it's, you're right about that. A hundred percent. Buyer beware on Billy Huso because if you get guys that haven't done it, they're not stretched out like a starter in baseball. They they haven't thrown as yep. many pitches. If they're a reliever, you got to stretch them out, get them conditioned for the marathon, not the sprint. And you know you get guys like, uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> what? Wait, Romanella said this one. What's above around? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so many goalies that that yeah. So many goalies that are going to be getting overpaid. Right about that one. Yeah, you know Mark is angry when he sounds like a fourteen-year-old girl. So, mm-hmm. um, but no, it's it's just I, I got I got to go with that. You're one hundred percent right about Billy Huso too. It's just and and by the way, I had a great thumbnail for Anthony's free agent predictions, and then of course the NHL had to ruin it for me. Thank you guys. What was so, that? Uh, that was the one that I sent you, where you're what? you're faced with a fortune teller. Why'd the NHL ruin that for you? Well, there's well, there's a couple of well, because unfortunately Fiala got traded. Uh, oh, yeah. Bergeron came back, so that might have ruined your Nazem Kadri one. Which yeah, I know. I know. That. Like I said, so far my uh, I haven't gotten one right, but there's still a lot of time left to see uh, how some others fall. But oh, I think you're definitely going to be right on Andre Burakovsky, and um, there's going to be other ones. So, everybody, thanks for joining us in Bar Talk, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And also, obviously, don't be a fuzzball. You'll get manscaped. And when you get manscaped, as it says it on the bottom, and as well as uh, I have it right here. All right, here, use the code BAH for 20% off and free shipping. And uh, I, don't, I mean, I had a friend of mine, he had the hair sticking out and of his shirt. I just kind of looked at him. I'm like, dude, get a manscaped. Just, just <laughs> you know, you, you it doesn't really work. All yeah, the time. you know, you want to, you want to, you want to also groom to keep your lady and your life happy. So you know, you got to go, go take the plunge. By take yeah. advantage of our code, and uh, you know, stay groomed down there. And by the way, uh, I put up a poll earlier about who's going to get moved at the NHL draft. I did not include JT Miller though, but I left these options. Anthony, the final total on this: thirty-four percent say. Oh, 34% say the Devils are going to move their top pick. 42% say Jacob Chikorin. And 23% say Alex DeBrinkat. So, everybody, thank you very much. Yep. <laughs> oh, wow, Anthony. Anthony. Yes. Oh, no. This is uh, – Yes, absolutely. Uh, this, 
Yeah. Uh, yep. If if I sell if I sell a thousand of those, I'll call Big Lou. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. You know, um, speak, sticking with goalies, John. I think John Gibson, far and away, is the best goalie available um, via trade, obviously. But I think John Gibson is a good choice for any team that needs goaltending. Uh, and then Semyon Varlamov, second, I think, after him. So, and yes, but by the way, we're, we are going to do a Big Apple Hockey bingo during the month of August, where it's going to be anytime I mispronounce a name, anytime that Anthony adjusts his hat, anytime, uh, or hopefully Phil will be on for that. So we're going to be playing a bingo game ourselves, guys, on that, especially for our um, end of the season ones. Mikey BX, hello again. Uh, Anthony, I have an editorial before we start going into some of our other things. Uh, so let's go to, uh, like, just get that banner off real quick. Hide ticker, hide banner. And it's been a while since we've been able to do this, but guys, we're doing it on the mark. This prediction that's right up here. Single or just yell at Larry Brooks like every other New York Ranger. <laughs> I still love that line. Just yell at Larry Brooks like every other New York Ranger does. <laughs> but uh, so, Anthony, I was delighted when you sent me the news last last night because there aren't many players I've outright rooted for in the NHL than Mike Greer. And uh, he's changing the faces of NHL front offices because Mike Greer, I followed his career back when he was at Boston University. He was a walk-on. He wasn't even guaranteed to make the team. And he ended up playing on a team with Chris Drury, with Jay Pandolfo, mm -hmm. a lot of great legendary uh, guys that went on to be great captains and legendary players. And obviously guys, Travis Roy, we talked about him and his inspiration <laughs> uh to all yeah. to anybody who's Absolutely. read 11 seconds and but as far as Mike Greer goes the guy worked his way from a walk-on at Boston University to the general manager at the San Jose Sharks a team that he played for uh and he played for a bunch of different teams hell he was traded by the St. Louis Blues to the Washington Capitals before he even played a game so it's and, he, and he's played on several of the other teams. Great penalty killer. God, that guy was fast. He was great. And, you know, I, I, when I was watching the press conference, and I still have it up on one of my screens right here, there was somebody that wondered aloud, oh, diversity hire. No, he's not a diversity hire. He is definitely not. And he's he is the best man for the job. And there's a lot of good front office people that are doing this. Emily Castingay, uh, who is, uh, and Tammy, Tammy Granato, who were hired by the Vancouver Canucks. They know more about hockey than I'm ever going to be able to yeah, know. Just, and, just today, uh, just well, yesterday, the Maple Leafs um, promoted Haley Wickenheiser to assistant GM. The, the, the Today, the Devils made a, a woman a, assistant GM. So, yeah, for sure, changing faces in the NHL front offices. And get back to Greer. Greer. Many people think of him as a penalty kill guy, a gritty guy, grinded out, but he had mm -hmm. two 20 goal seasons. Uh, you know, he, he had some offensive upside to his game. And Anthony, I, I'm sorry, you shortchanged uh, Haley Wickenheiser. It's Dr. Haley yeah. Wickenheiser. Doctor, yeah. But again, like <laughs> I think I think one thing is hockey is one of those rare sports that you can look at the men's game and the women's game and say 
they're a lot more alike than any other sport. Mm -hmm. Basketball is certainly different. Baseball is certainly different. Um, even though it's baseball versus softball, that's, that's a different story. Um, but, and, uh, so, I mean, soccer is somewhat similar. I mean, I'd, yeah. I'd say soccer is pretty close, but as far as hockey goes, I mean, women's game doesn't change. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you, when you get a, somebody from a, a hockey rich family, like the Granados and Cammy Granado is a hall of famer. She, she's yeah. not a hall of famer for no reason. And, and Haley Wickenheiser, Hall of Famer. Uh, and again, like there, there are these guys that they're, trust me, I, I understand what the political nature is about everything. And we're not talking about politics at all on this channel. We try to stay away from that. And on, on, I mean, this isn't even a political thing. I'm, just, I'm outright telling you, I couldn't help but smile to, listening to Mike Greer talk about how hard he worked and uh, how the owners of the of the San Jose Sharks were just like we got the best man for the job. He just He's happens to be black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that. and that's and that's great too. And by the way, do you know what his brother does for a living, Anthony? General manager of the Dolphins. General manager of the Miami Chris Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. And uh, again, so it's another thing. It goes to the football team that I root for. Which, hey, I'm going to be seeing more football games this year. So maybe that'll actually make me like the sport again. But, it's, but again, this is, this is where it's so great and it's so refreshing. And, you know, it, it, it's a reminder once again, hockey is for everybody. It doesn't matter what walk of life that you come from. And it's, I, I, I still think this is the most inclusive game that there is, period, anywhere. So... It's yeah. It does. It have bumps. Sure, everybody does, but it's gonna it's gonna be like that. It's 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 just, it's all right. I'll buy another minute on this since Anthony got up. But it's it's just that. It, any if you could play, you could play. Remember remember that old one. If you could play, you could play. Yeah, that's all that matters. That's Absolutely. the only thing that matters in this sport. Doesn't matter what your orientation is, your religion is. Hell, the Rangers just had the first ever Jewish Norris Trophy winner. How about that? So, come on. There, there's, there's a lot of great <laughs> stuff about the sport. Everybody, the, the changing face of hockey doesn't even matter. This, this game is for Eddie. If pick up a stick, go play right now. I feel like playing right now, and I haven't played since May. Oh, <laughs> God, <laughs> this is killing me. All right. Uh, Anthony, any final thoughts on that? No, I just um, I think it's good to see um, I think more diversity in the game. And I think it won't be long before, you know, you see a, a woman GM or assistant coach or, you know, maybe eventually a coach. Um, I think it will happen one day, but it, it's good to see. Yeah. All right, guys. So we're going to go back to the rumor mill right now. Uh, Anthony, do you have anything? I'm going to go check Twitter right now. See if the uh, schedule came out. Uh, no, not yet. I've been I've been checking Twitter. You know, at this time of year, I want to kind of stay on top of anything if something breaks. But um, listen, there's a lot of names out there. We talked about them: Debrinket, Miller, Chikrin, um, Dubois. A lot of moving parts. Uh, you know, I think now, I think between now and um, you know, and free agency a week from today, I think there's going to be a lot of rumors flying around. Should be a lot of action. Um. It just takes that one domino to fall. Uh, well, technically speaking, I guess the Ryan McDonough trade uh, was was the first one. 
um, to the press. By the way, I never got to ask this. What are your thoughts on the Ryan McDonough trade? I mean, straight cap dump, really. I mean, the Lightning are kind of desperate to keep Andre Palat after re-signing Nick Paul. They needed to free up cap space. Um, so they traded McDonough. You know, he still, what, had four years left, I think, at a little mm-hmm. over $6 million. Um, so that's why the return was kind of meh when you look at it. Um, you know, people actually speculate that they'd buy out Philippe Myers after the trade, but I think he's going to stay with Tampa Bay. Um, but, you know, good good move for Tampa. They they accomplished what they wanted to, uh, freeing up some cap space. Uh, you know, Nashville gets a solid top four defenseman. You know, so now, you know, you're talking Roman Yossi, uh, Dante Fabro, Ryan McDonough, Matthias Ekholm. That, you know, that's pretty good top four. So um, good for Nashville. Great pickup. You know, they – they kind of uh, they kind of capitalized. So um, good move for both teams, considering. I need you to be ready. Take a step back. Take a deep breath, because you're not going to believe the words that are going to come out of my mouth now. Roman Yossi is going to have a better season next year because of Ryan McDonough is a near is is a Nashville Predator. Like that's how much I think this actually is a great move for for Nashville because Ryan McDonough can now play against the top unit is he a step slower yeah is he gonna be as effective as roman yossi possibly not but now they can get yossi away from the top line maybe play against a lower line and now mm-hmm. you're talking about a guy that had 97 points I mean, <laughs> so it's i mean he might be even better i think, I think he had 93 yossi. no he, he all right, Wait, we're, gonna that right. we're gonna check that right now. He only I think he had 97. No, I, I think he had I thought he had 93. No, nah, uh, I believe it was 97. Let's maybe maybe yeah, listen, man. I might be wrong. You're right. Maybe uh, if I am, it, you know. No, no, it's it's and it's it's fine to be wrong. I I, I don't like being wrong. Wait, points 96. Oh, that's in the, 96. Oh, all right, I was off by one. Uh, I was off by three. No, um, right. But still, yeah, well, I mean, 96 points. This guy almost yeah, had 100 that's points. That's incredible. That's incredible. And yeah. can you imagine a better year out of Roman Yossi? The only yeah. he would he was th- he was four points away from being the only defenseman to score 100 points and lead his team in scoring, mm-hmm. where no one else had 100 points. Brian Leach did it. Messier had more points. Dennis Popin did it. Trottier, Bossy were with him. And Coffee played with Gretzky. Need yeah, I say he, more? He was, he was unbelievable. Yeah. No doubt about it. But like I said, overall, McDonough was a good pickup for, for Nashville. And you know, hopefully Tampa Bay can can retain Andre Plot because of this. By the way, I accidentally uh clicked on this tweet as I was looking for the NHL schedule to see if it came out. But uh, there was a Ranger fan that said, I would rather have Bobby Hulick's awful contract than ever see him walking in a New York Rangers jersey. Lazy defensively, injury prone, notorious for taking stupid, selfish penalties. I, I would stay. Would you I agree would with stay, that? Yeah, I would stay away from Malkin at this point. He's older. Um, he's been injury prone. Um, and you're not going to get him on a one-year deal. I mean, he, he wants he wants like a three to three to four-year deal. So I, I would yeah. stay away from, from Malkin personally. Um, you know, at first I, I, I thought there was like a hundred percent chance he went back to Pittsburgh. Now I'm, you know, have really bumped that down to 80. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would jump through hurdles to get Evgeny Malkin. Yeah. Still nothing on the words on the, on the schedule yet. Uh, no other trades that have been 
done yet. We might have some trades. We might have the update tomorrow, which will be great because I'll be coming literally right off the golf course and <laughs> a quick shower and then right back on with uh, with us. I can't wait to do our stream. I think there's, uh, that's going to be a fun stream for us. Thank you, Dominic. Uh, what do you got? I said, thank you, Dominic. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't say. Oh, there we go. Thank yes. you, Dominic. There we go. And by the way, yeah. Yeah, McDonald's got four more years that I believe seven million dollars yeah. per. So, uh, and, I think it's six. I think it's six and change. And yeah, I, I we'll we'll look that one up in a minute. That one kind of surprised surprised me. And I didn't have it ready. So this is why we need assistance, everybody. That's no, why. I I thank you for your assistance. I think it's six something, six maybe six seven five, or uh, I'll, I'll take a look, but. Yeah, it's I'll, I'll check on that in a second. But Anthony, by the way, I asked Phil get this one yesterday. You think um, you think that uh, Yossi was cheated out of the Norris? Yes. He had more. Yeah, I, yeah, I was right. Six point seven five for McDonough. Um, okay. Yeah, you know I listen. Not taking anything away from Cal McCarr. I mean, and no one is. Wants- if you want to talk about most electric and most fun to watch, it's definitely Cal McCarr. Um, but, you know, he has Mika Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon, and, you know, he plays with Devon Taves, and he's got all this talent around him. I mean, Roman Yossi led the Predators in scoring. Uh, you know, I, I think he is better defensively than McCarr. And when you score as many points as he had, I, I thought he should have been a shoe. I mean, he he actually got more the most first-place votes. He had one more first-place vote than McCarr. So, the fact that Makar still won is a little bit of a head-scratcher. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I thought Yossi deserved it. But, again, at the end of the day, Cal Makar is absolutely amazing. You know, all hell Cal. Can't really say – it's hard to say anything bad about him. But I just think Yossi deserved it more. But it is what it is. Yeah, I, I still got to go with Yossi deserved it more. And I, and I know it's short-sighted for me to say the words, Cal is going to win a Norris Trophy before it's all over. But you know something? I'm sorry. There seems to be a bit of a mentality right now in the league of, oh, he's already got one, so let's give it to the other guy. No, no. It's who's the best that year. Because mm-hmm. does that mean Aaron Eckblad's going to win next year? Why yeah. not? Might as well just I give mean, it to Aaron I, Eckblad. And honestly, I, I could see McCarr dominating this trophy from from here on out. I mean. I, I, I would not disagree with you on that in, in, <laughs> at, just, at all. That's how good this yeah. guy is. Yeah. But I do have to say this. This season, he wasn't the best defenseman. And you know what? Maybe it's because I'm going to look right to the camera for this one. Maybe it's because I have a little bit of gripes. Because, after all, I got a Brian Leach jersey that's signed that's in that frame. And you know something? He's got two Norris trophies. You know why he's got two Norris trophies? Because he played at the same time as Ray Bork and Chris Chelios. So, I mean, he's got two. He could have had six. But yeah. instead, you know think, what? You play at the same time as other great defensemen. What are you going to do? I think Shea McCarr, Weber never won one. I think McCarr. I think McCarr may have six. I mean, yeah, and I know Adam Fox will have a lot to say about that. But you know what? I mean, this is this is not biased, but Kale McCarr is probably going to outscore Adam Fox for – the majority of his seasons. I mean, McCarr, McCarr is, is a more dynamic player than Adam Fox. And McCarr, with 
I know we just saw Yossi win with having more points than Makar, but I think it's going to be hard for Adam Fox to win a Norris if he doesn't really outscore Makar by a lot. So I, I got to put, put up that comment of Mr. Sadastic saying Fox will have a lot to say about that. Once again, by the way, as I said in my comment, Jedi Fallen Order was a better story for the uh, Inquisitors. But anyway, going back to what David's saying right below that, Fox is going to win another one. But this is the, the reason why I brought this up. He wrote down Cider is going to win one. Well, how long until Moritz Cider get, deserves mm-hmm. the the call the Norris Trophy or bust? And what about? I mean, and I mean, what about Noah Dobson? Noah Dobson, second year player, fifty points. Fifty points. Again, yes, and he was. Le- and look, as a, a friend of mine, John, who runs All Things Islander, said, he was a bit of a turnstile. He he get, he got better defensively. In he the did. second half of the season, the last two three months, and especially if you get a good defensive defenseman with them, maybe they split up Pelican Pollock. Then you know what? Sky could be the limit for Noah Dobson. How about Thomas Shabbat? And yeah, Thomas Shabbat is a good defenseman. He's just playing for Ottawa. Yeah. I mean it. And by the way, Norris is not about as Mike is saying. Norris is not about the best overall defenseman. It's about the highest scoring defenseman. And that's not, that's true and that's false because after all, I think you're the one that brought this up, Anthony, that the highest scoring defenseman last year was Tyson Barry. And oh, last year. Yeah. 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 Last year. Yeah. yeah. Nobody, he wasn't anywhere near the Norris. And there's plenty of times when Morgan Riley was up there. How long yeah. until we got to say, well, we got to give one to Morgan Riley now because he, he touches the puck. Even Quinn Hughes, as, as Mr. Santastic is saying. It's just there's a lot of it that you got to be the best. You um, can't just go everybody. Everybody gets one. Um, it's just um, participation trophy. I'm a proponent of of them creating the Bobby York Trophy, which is for the highest scoring defenseman, and leaving the Norris for kind of like the best defensive defenseman or or best all around, wherever you want to categorize it as. Um, I'm far- actually gonna go have. Sorry, well, again, far, far too many times for my liking, the Norris Trophy has gone to a guy, a defenseman, just because they score the most points, whereas maybe they weren't the greatest defensively. I mean, P.K. Subban. I mean, I, there are guys that win the trophy that personally there are much better all-around defensemen. That's why I think they need to – that's why I think they need to create that. Because, Mark, if there, was, if there was a trophy for, like, the best defensive defenseman, pure shutdown – Jacob Slavin and and uh, Adam Pellick would probably be considered for it yeah. every single year. And by the way, Adam Pellick no slaps defensively either. Neither Jacob Slavin. Um, but th- that's where I was about to agree with you on and go a little bit with what you're saying, but also kind of add on. I agree with the Bob Yor Trophy, highest scoring defenseman. Just call it the Bob Yor Trophy. And you can still have the Norris best overall defenseman that incorporates the defensive side, but also. Mm-hmm. Yes, make the Rod Langway Award the defenseman that focuses on defense. That's a strange thing. A defenseman <laughs> focused on defense. Yeah. Yeah. It's only in the freaking name. So it's just, I mean, and I would love to see that. And uh, I mean, Jacob Slavin is certainly a great start for that. And uh, hopefully, by, hopefully, by the way, there might be some great news in the future, but it's one of those things that it's, it's, it's look, you got to take into account sometimes the teams that the guys are on and the Canadian press, as Romanello says right here, 
100%. He was a shoe-in since the Canadian media media was livid that Fox won it the year before. Well, you're part of it. And, and you have to admit, it should have been Fox anyway. Makar missed too many games the, the, the year before. Oops, sorry. Yep. It's a fact. Here's you can't you can't make up for games you don't play. That's just it's just that simple. And I gotta also point out, by the way, the Selkie, the Selkie, there's different names other than Bergeron, but there's there's a lot of good names on there. You could call that the Geek Arbino trophy for a while. But um the uh shoot. Uh, where was I on that? Oh, but it's sort of like Oscars. It's mm-hmm. it, just because you see a movie one time and you go, oh, my God, how did that guy win? Here's the situation. Uh, let me throw this one at you, at you. Tom Hanks won for Philadelphia in 1993. I don't even remember anybody he was nominated against. That's how good he was back then. The next year, he ends up winning for Forrest Gump. And if you ever saw Forrest Gump, that's a guy that deserved an Oscar for that movie. There was another movie that came out that year, though. It was a Shawshank Redemption. And a lot of people still now go, oh, I can't believe we got lost that uh, Americana of Forrest Gump. In that year, Forrest Gump was was the be- was the better movie. Shawshank Redemption go through the test of time? Sure. But you know something? In that year, he won it. And don't worry, Morgan Freeman, we all know how great he is. And he would eventually win for Million Dollar Baby. And now the Oscars are totally worthless. So <laughs> that's that's my other question to throw that one at you. Hey, wait, um, uh, the Sean Stadler trophy should be adopted. Oh, or the Bob Ganey trophy, by the way, Chris T. I love yeah. that one for the selfie, the, sel- the selkie. All right, Sean, what would be the Sean Stadler trophy? Uh, I'll wait for your comment on that one. Uh, because by the way, uh, we're, we're in development to create the Appleys. And yes, I'm stealing that from Rick and Morty, but it's, we're going to, we're going to hopefully have an award show before the end of the year. Um, but Anthony, here's a question David has for us. What would be the Mark Williams trophy, the, the John Fukowski trophy and the Anthony LaRocco trophy? That's a good question. That is a good question. Um, yeah. I, I think for the Mark trophy it would be something related to, um, you know, most, most person likely to botch a name or, or, <laughs> misspell someone a player's name or something along those lines <laughs> yeah 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 that's why i always try to get everybody to yeah. um that, that's uh, why i'll that's why i'll never have yesi puliarvi on the on the show because i'd be i'd be <laughs> just so afraid of what you would call him or how you'd spell his name it's only a matter of time until we get uh we get active players that's that's because th- we're gonna do that we're gonna do that yeah mark I, all I right thought- I thought there was a certain Carolina Hurricanes player that texted me the other day. We we might have one. We're just gonna have to wait to announce it, though. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. We we'll might have a good Carolina. Leave, Hurricanes. We'll leave our we leave our viewers in suspense of who that might be. But oh um, my God, the Mark Trophy would be uh, would be called the Justin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Mark Trophy would be best relationship advice award. Oh no. <laughs> All right, so I do like this one. The Phil Trophy would be the angriest rant award. Oh yeah, yeah I would call this. I would call this the Patrick Nemeth uh, sure. trophy, definitely for yeah. sure. Uh huh. <laughs> well, the, the Anthony would be the Mohawk Award or the uh, <laughs> or the, the, the the Devon Taves Trophy. I said it right this time, people. <laughs> Devon Taves. 
it's, it's, yeah, it's like it, it does sound like he should be a a, a male model with Devon, but still, who is that at the blue line? It's Devon. Good. Uh, most controversial. You know what? I don't think Tony D'Angelo is a shoe in. Yeah. Because you know what? You forget there's a Vander Kane, <clears throat> and I, and Anthony, I have begged for this all a lot. Please. Can the Flyers sign them both this year? <laughs> <laughs> Those two guys and John Tortorella. So, Mark, oh my um, God, if I was if I was a Philadelphia press member, I'd be I'd be I'd be like that meme of the guy licking his lips. The, the um, well, um, Frank uh, Frank Ciarelli says, no doubt the St. Louis Blues are a team to watch over the next few days. Vladimir Tarasenko has no plans to rescind his trade request. He'd still like to move on. So, in case anyone's yes, wondering, yes, he said that. Yeah, uh, he is. He he said in February specifically that he'll put the trade request on hold until the off season. We'll try again. He only has one year left on that deal, and he led them in points this year. Uh, I think it was eighty five was the total. Yeah. So that's that's a good get. But I mean, I think that, also the oh what that's that's a guy that um. I know the Islanders were in on last offseason, so uh, I would imagine that 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 might still be an option for, for them, for sure. Yeah. And, oh, hold on. There's there's one right here that was it's like the year that Trout won the MVP to Michelle uh, to uh, Miguel Cabrera, almost said Michelle, and uh, when he won the friggin' Triple Crown, some other players had better overall years than that. Yeah, but, I mean, you can always make that argument, Anthony, that Connor McDavid should win the MVP every single year. Yeah. But I agree with that because Austin Matthews had 60 goals this year. Which one do you count more, the goal or the assist? That's, I mean, the goals get the more, you know, get the more press time, but it's just as important. They are just as important. <laughs> Michelle Cabrera. <laughs> so I want to I mean, move, move on more towards uh, some of the rumors, but – now, I don't know about you, but I was I was pretty much almost certain that Philip Forsberg resigns with Nashville. But as we sit a week away from free agency, Mark, does he have any reason to resign right now, being he's so close to testing the market? I would say no reason to resign right now, unless it is to get the eighth year, which by the way, he still would be able to get from Nashville no matter yeah. what. That's that's part of like the good thing. He I know he has an affinity for Nashville and he wants to stay. But you know what? You got to see what the market's going to offer out there. There's a lot of teams with cap space. And I do mean a lot. Calgary is one of them. Like if, if Freddie Gaudreau wants to leave, what if they go at the Philip Forsberg? Um, uh, it's all well, good thing. Freddie Gaudreau plays for the Minnesota Wild and not the Calgary Flames. Damn it. Johnny Gaudreau. <laughs> this is what happens when you say so many names. Johnny so Gaudreau. many names get crossed up in your head. Oh, damn it. Johnny All right. Um, and, and they don't – the Calgary Flames actually don't – I mean, if you look at their cap space right now on paper, it seems like they have a lot. But you have to consider they have to re-sign Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk, Kachuk um, uh, Andrew Maggiapani. So those are three guys right there that are going to command – they're going to command a lot of money. So don't be fooled into thinking that the Flames do have a lot of cap space. And then that, that is that is very true. Uh, obviously, the New Jersey Devils have a good amount of cap space. Uh, yeah. 
the the Buffalo Sabres have a good amount of cast space. The Detroit Red Wings have a good amount of cast space. Uh, there's and the worst part is, by the way, I just did my write up on the Flames too. So I guess that was why I was thinking about the Flames, but also saying that their alternative for Goudreau really aren't that promising. They got to try to keep him. Uh, it seems like he's definitely going to go to free agency. I think he's got, yeah. I think when you're this close, you have to see what the other teams are offering. That's why you have to get it done earlier. Can he still resign in Nashville? I would not be surprised if he resigns in Nashville, but that's, that's about it on, on that. I, yeah. I, I think when you get this look, close, unless you're 100% certain that you really don't want to leave, I don't see any reason why you should resign with your team when it's, you're this close to free agency. I mean, it's, and and by the way, it's happened where superstars have gone back. Steven Santos did it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I think within forty-five minutes of each other, Steven Stamkos re-signed with the Tampa Bay Lightning, and yep. then the Montreal Canadiens traded PK Sumon for Shea Weber. That's, and then that's amazing. And then don't forget the Taylor Hall for uh, Adam Larson. They say it was like the most crazy. I don't know what it was like thirty-four minutes. In the NHL. <laughs> Wild has like, uh, Granny was just saying this just now. Wild has like $3 in caps, uh, <laughs> cap space. Yeah. And by the yeah, way, uh, space, well, yeah. that's what happens when you have $14 million in cap penalties. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I got to disagree with this, Rick. I don't think the NHL, if they want to be competitive, I think a flat cap is the way to go. I think if you could do soft cap, then it's just going to be, it's, the Rangers are just going to dominate at that. And so, so with the Toronto Maple Leafs, you're just going to have the big organizations doing this. I, for one, I want to see a 32-team league. Right now, it's let's be honest, it's 31 because Arizona ain't doing crap. Except for taking on all the garbage. So that way they can ac- accumulate assets and try to be something in three years. Which, by the way, Anthony, that was a great, yeah, order. There was a great article I was- that I read the other day. I'm sorry. Uh there was a great article I read the other day. How long do you think a team's rebuild should take? Three years. Like if they, if if a team completely announces we're stripping it all down, three years is reasonable. Three, yeah, three years. Yeah, okay. I think so. I mean, because I understand the New York Rangers kind of warped everybody's sense on that because they won two lotteries, signed two free, premium free agents, and then – didn't make the playoffs and then made the Eastern Conference Finals. I think five is is the amount you have to say. Maybe four when you talk about be a playoff contender or not. But I mean, t- you get teams like the Buffalo Sabers that have just um the end up. Well, Romanell, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get to that in a second. Uh, you get teams that make the playoffs and you say the rebuild's over. But I'm talking if you're going to just be a playoff, a team that makes the playoffs, that's going to be it. I mean, look, look at what's going, what happened with the Sabres. The Sabres had Robin Leonard, Sam Reinhart, Jack Eichel. They got Rasmus Dahlin, and then they, they have to start all over again, in a sense. They basically went into a soft rebuild to get back. Like, they finished the season very well, but if they don't play like the last two months again, they're going to be tearing yeah, it down it's, again. It's easy. You often see a bad team play really loose the last month or two of the season, and then the following year they're still bad. Happens all the time. I mean, the Sabres did play a lot of good hockey. I could see why maybe some fans are really excited 
for next season, but I don't see them being unless they made major changes. I don't see them being a competitive team. And uh, Romanell, I'm just saying the Rangers would end up signing everybody in free agency. And actually, I think the the Rangers' salary cap. If you look at the Rangers with a salary cap in their era, they've been much more f- fiscally responsible than they were uh, in the late '90s and early 2000s. Peter Nedved at one point was the third line center. You can't have that. It's just not there. I do think there. This is always a good question. I bring this up every year, Anthony. Teams, uh, states that have no state income tax, do mm-hmm. they have an unfair advantage? I think so for sure. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it's one of those things you have to consider. And by the way, Mr. Sintastic, add on one more because t- uh, Tennessee doesn't have a state income tax anymore, I believe. So, friend, uh, Francesca, hello. Welcome to the show. This is the first time I've seen you. Rangers did it with the pandemic pause, but they also did it before the pandemic where – I mean, look, they benefited from Winnipeg's uh, salary uh, lottery ball going in, and then it was an NHL team at large that was in the playoffs that was going to be in there So from the play-in round. So I I still can't believe the Rangers won that lottery. I still remember the look on my face. But uh, (laughs) Buffalo where where players go to die. (laughs) no team is able to keep their team together once they win. That is wrong. Well, eventually, because everybody starts picking on the winner. They want the winner. They just, hey, that guy knows how to win a Stanley Cup now. That's that's how it is. Uh, still looking through some of these. There's a lot of Ranger fans that are talking right now about trading Capococco for Miller. There's rumors of the Rangers being interested in Evan Rodriguez. Pass. Hard pass. If you're talking about Evan Rodriguez being like a second line center, no. Um, still no word on on the schedule. Hearing some names like that, but I, I don't I don't think trading Kako is the worst is the worst idea personally. I mean, I'm not sold on he's going to be an, like an impact player. I don't. I mean, maybe maybe fifty point guy possibly, but I, I don't I don't I don't know I don't I don't see it. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give him away for sure, but I mean if you could trade him for an upgrade, I think you have to do it. Did you think Todd Bertuzzi was gonna be a 40 goal scorer? I mean, no, but that's I know what you're trying to, to prove, but that yeah. doesn't mean that doesn't mean that that's gonna be the case for Kako. I don't I don't see I don't see the uh, I don't see the gifted offensive goal scorer there. I don't. I maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't see it. I I think the goals are going to come. I think the fact that he's a, a gifted puck handler, especially down low and in the corners, is good. Look, it's it's a development, and again, it's the development that the Rangers need to encourage and get out of him. Now, I, there's <laughs> I mean, there's lots of those guys. They're right there. Uh, which was which had you laughing? Uh. This one, watch. Yeah. Now look at a completely different player. Not in yeah. Way. Unfortunately, Sean, you're right about that one. Yeah. You're right about that He's, one. By the way, thirty six of you watching right now. Thank you very much, everybody. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm not not sold. Uh, I, I would. I would move Kako for Shifley. I'd move Kako for. I don't know about J T. Miller only because 
I don't know if they'd re-sign him, but if you if you can move Kako for a player with term, I think. I All right, but here's the thing: you move Kako, I think that makes Kratzoff a must keep. Yeah, po- yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. You would think you need winger help on the wing for sure. And also, everybody, don't forget to smash that like button for us. But I think that's I think that's where it comes in. By the way, Anthony, we're talking about the four before. Um, is he is he projected to come up this year? Who? William DeFore? Well, I mean, he's not going back to junior, so it's going to be the NHL or Bridgeport. Um, and, you know, he said he's going to do all he can in camp to impress and make the team. Um, so I love I, when my, guys say a comment like that. My, yeah, my guess is he's going to end up in Bridgeport to start the year. I, I mean, unless he completely knocked the socks off of uh, Lambert and Lou in, in camp. Um, but – I think he's going to start the year in Bridgeport along with uh, Ratu, and I think they'll probably be Bridgeport's top line and uh, let them develop. So right. um, no, no, no reason, despite the year that he had, it would be a mistake to rush him just because he won all those accolades. I think it would be a mistake to throw him into the fire right away. Uh, I think he could. I think he should be in Bridgeport for a year. Uh, yeah, and by the way, uh, as I announced at the beginning of the show, we are also broadcasting on Twitch today, and we're broadcasting at a full 1080p. So you get to see nice. our beautiful faces in in full 1080p today. So, and um, I mean, some of us more better better looking than others. But <laughs> I was originally going to point to Anthony. I'm like, no, I'm I'm not a bad looking guy either. Um, but no, I mean, Kako as what music is saying. By the way, is that Kako is sort of like my golf game, and you're confident. You're just you're firing every single drive right down the middle and and making every one putt. But the problem is... But there's also this. Yeah. Uh, number two picks should have almost immediate impact by year three. He's not even close to what he could have been, which should have been a minimum of 40 points. Chris T, you're right about that one. And part of that has to do with the fact that the Rangers were not really rebuilding. Let's be honest. They, they weren't. They were sort of rebuilding when he first got here, and then they jump-started that rebuild again the next year. And, you know, it, Kako should have never been taken off a of power play one. That's that's my opinion. And and David now, Quinn did numbers on him. And I know – and th- I mean, the comment right below this, Scarecrow is the polar opposite, but this one. So he's right, though. If you, if you hold on to Kako, Mark, I'm telling you, if you hold on to him, and he has another year like he had this year where he doesn't do much – Mm-hmm. Now, he's not worth much at all. That's just that's just the fact. Now you're talking four year player, still you know failed to hit over whatever thirty eight points or whatever it is. That's ugly. Now his value now his value isn't isn't worth squat. Now here's the thing: what do you reasonably think you're getting back for him right now? But he's still not going to return an elite player by himself. But at least he's still at that point where. You know, he has some value to be, a, you know, a, a decent sized chip in a trade. Whereas next whereas next year, I mean, even as like a secondary piece, he doesn't bring much value to a deal. Whereas this year, you know, he does. You take Kako and Heedle along with a pick. OK, well, you know, now you're talking something next year. It's not the case anymore. Um, I think because, again, I understand they have to resign him right now. And if you want to try to shave off. $2 million out of the salary cap. The Rangers can do that right now. But 
I am telling every Ranger fan, if as soon as he's traded, let's say the Rangers trade him for JT Miller, who was is rumored to be going back to the center ice position in Vancouver. And he, they, they then trade him for JT Miller, who becomes the Rangers' second-line center. JT Miller next year will not be putting up 99 points as a New York Ranger. Fact. <laughs> um, so let's get that one out of the way. Then every Ranger fan watches Kako go off in Vancouver to a 30-goal season. And the first thing they're all going to say is, oh, we should have kept Kako. Well, guess what? If they if they are gonna if you're gonna trade Kako all along, you should have kept Buchnevich because Buchnevich is the one that just hit 30 goals. The reason why you dealt these guys is to open up opportunity for these young guys. I keep going over and over on this, and and it feel free. Anybody that disagrees with me, throw it down in the comments. Say Mark, you're wrong. I love putting up the ones that say Mark, you're right. They're a lot more fun. But it's just, if you do this, that's that's what you have to do. You have to play these guys. And if you go get a Patrick Kane for absolutely no reason, you should trade Lafreniere and Kako. And if you get Mark Scheifley, then and you never play him on the first, it, and you don't play him on the first team power play, is that going to make him happy? Because now he's just a second line guy. Is he one of those guys? I don't know if he's going to be happy with that. There's a lot of those questions. That's why I don't think the Rangers... And by the way, Sean, thank you very much for joining us both on Twitch and on Facebook. You're the first comment we've had from Twitch, so thank you very much. But the, the it, one, that's why the one, the one caveat I'll say to maybe I'll make in terms of the Rangers keeping Kako is that he's not going to cost a lot of money, and the Rangers don't have a lot of cap space. So keeping him, being that he won't cost much, will be cost effective for them on the cap. But that, but that's really the only positive I could, I could make about the Rangers keeping Kako for this year. Again, it's just, it's one of those things you need to get guys that are going to be satisfied in their roles. And I, I, where are you putting guys on? There's only one spot open right now on the Rangers number one power play unit, which plays, as I keep saying, 90 seconds worth of power play time. So power play two is next to useless for the New York Rangers. They got, I believe, two power play goals from power play two in the playoffs. And I think they were both from Frank, Frank Petrano. So that's one of those. That's a, that's a huge problem. Either you got to reduce power play one and build a power play two, or just, or you got to worry about power play one. Again, where I'm getting at with that is you don't need to be building up your second unit to be an all star uh, lineup. You don't need a Nazem Kadri. What you need is somebody to take Mika's advantage at away from the top unit occasionally. And that's only going to increase his, his production. I think Mika Zibanejad is a, a little bit miscast. Sort of like Moses Ingram as a bad guy in uh, in the Obi-Wan series. Bringing that up again because it's just like, sorry, the big bad guy is Darth Vader. That's the one you have to worry about. So again, it's just as far as as far as it goes, the Rangers should be focusing on lesser known guys. Because again, we could go around circles, say we need a 2C, but we don't want to trade for a 2C because... Uh, you want to you want to give people a shot. Getting a chance at the NHL isn't a thing. Yes, but also, then why are these guys on the team? Trade Lafreniere, trade Kako right now. Either Lafreniere. Here's the thing: you're blocked. You're, let's say you're blocked. We're on the right wing. That's what it is. They can't trade Panarin. They can't trade Kreider. Not for another two years on 
on Kreider and definitely not on Panarin. Guys, it's where we it's, it's where they have with assets. And again, everybody feel free to keep on. Oh, hey, we got a second comment. Uh, sadly, Riva is getting a her own spinoff. I have no idea why. She's not even a great character. But again, look, I keep going through this because the Rangers have to be better five on five. It getting having Ryan Strom, he's not a good five on five player. Andrew Kopp was was pretty good, but again, I'm not sold on him being a five on five. The kid line was very good five on five. So it's it and and the fourth unit, especially when they had Tyler Mott, they were a good five on five unit. If the Rangers are better on five on five, they're in the Stanley Cup Finals. And the funny thing is, you go a year before that, or possibly the two years before that, I could reverse that opinion about the Islanders. The Islanders, if they were better on the power play, would be playing in the Stanley Cup Finals and winning one. So again, it's you got to take the happy medium. Yeah, the Rangers got the star power, and I'm I know I'm going off right now, guys. I'm just gonna I'm gonna try to wrap this up in a second. Uh, also, because I mean Anthony's smiling because he, he he hasn't said a word in about five minutes. But it's just if the Rangers are going to do anything, they need to build up five on five. You're not getting that with Ryan Strom. You're not really getting that with with Mark Shifley, arguably. And I don't know. I mean, maybe Pierre-Luc Dubois would be an answer there, but there are cheaper options that are available. And the thing is, the Rangers have to go after their depth. There really isn't a centerized position that's in the system that you could really look at and go, that guy's going to be the one. Um, maybe Filipino. It's just there, there's other options that they have out there. That's why I don't want to talk about Pierre-Luc Dubois. That's why I want to, don't, don't want to talk about Mike Shifley. I think the better option is... I'll, is getting everything I'll get, lower. Go. I'll get. I'll get to Dubois in, in one second. I just Kevin New, Kevin Weeks who breaks news like his jobs become one of the best insiders <laughs> in the league. He has a uh, breaking news. Unfortunately, it's sad news, but he's saying um, longtime NHL defenseman and current Shark scout Brian Marchman has passed away. So um, condolences to to Brian Marchman's family. Um, now I remember him. He was. He he was a hard hitting defenseman. Didn't didn't bring much offense yeah. to the game, but he he was a tough son of a gun to play against. And he could and could he ever throw a a, a devastating body check? So um, condolences to his family. But that's that, you know it's sad news. Um, and also just when you hear stuff like that, it makes you makes you feel like you're getting older. I mean, I I remember watch Brian Marsman play. You know, growing up. So. Um, yeah, it's tough, tough new, tough news to hear. But he he was a he was a solid stay at home defenseman who would you know who would punch you in the teeth and hit you hard. Yeah, and you know what? He was he was a guy that was always sought after. I believe Edmonton and Philadelphia. He also played for as well, and he was a guy that played on the line. He and he he would cross that line, but yep. he was he was sort of like the late nineties answer to Alf Samuelson, in a way, and. Yeah. It's just that's where there's so many there are so many good defensemen in that era, and Brian Marchman was one of them. And it's just it sucks. Yeah. It sucks yeah. hearing news like that. Did they did they list any reason why or just no? Just, it, didn't, it didn't. No. Yeah, no. I, I actually just had a friend who um, uh, Jimmy Vinson, uh, rest well, buddy, uh, regular of mine at the bar. I just served him the other day. He was going to, I think it was Hershey Park with his family and just had a seizure and a heart attack done. And every, every, every day is a gift. Every, every day is a gift and it's a blessing. And um, I hope I have many, many, many more enemy. 
no matter yep. how much cheese I eat. It's just, <laughs> it's, or how much yeah. I drink. It's, it's just one um, of those things. I, I, you know, it, it, it is a blessing and uh, I, I can't wait for that. So, but getting back to um, what we're talking about, Dubois, um, I mentioned earlier, if I were the Rangers, I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I want Dubois. Like I say, not really a, a player I'm, you know, kind of thrilled with. I, I honestly think that, you know, getting, the Vinny Trocek, I think, could be a good fit for the Rangers. I don't see why they just wouldn't spend their money there. I mean, Trocek is—he uh, could skate, he could play well in his own end, and he can, you know, and he could put up some offensive numbers. I think, I think he's the way to. I mean, the only depend—the only thing that depends on his price tag. I mean, I think he's going to fall in that five to six million dollar range. I mean, I don't, I don't think he should get any more than six. But if he, if he's going to be in that in that ballpark, I think he's the much better option for the Rangers. Well, thanks for answering the question I was going to ask, but fortunately you read my mind. So <laughs> it's, um, I ha I have to look up what Trocek's uh, salary was last year. If first off, by the way, signing Vinny Trocek would be a great thing for the Rangers for two reasons. One, he does play well defensively. He's not going to break the bank on you. He's a pretty good teammate from whatever, yeah. from all recollections that I hear. And the other thing is it weakens Carolina. That's that's a player you could pluck from Carolina. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and replace him because now, now he's he's on the other team, and you got to yep. do that. Um, and this is what I referenced before. I, I think I think he wants to make his way to the Canadians in in, in free agency. Um, I mean, listen, maybe playing in a town, a city like New York, that might be good enough for him too. But I don't know. I don't like him. I just. He forced his way out of Columbus. Now he's essentially forcing his way out of Winnipeg. And I get it. Winnipeg's not the best place to live. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's kind of like Edmonton. It's, you know, not really. It's cold and whatnot. But still, I mean, I'm not really a huge fan of Dubois. I think Trocek would be much better. And I have to say this. The uh, Romanel, you're right about that. He's a point-per-game guy. He's 51% on face-offs. He's a guy that I've I've tooted my horn to him a lot to Anthony about how I, I would love it if he's a New York Ranger. That minus seventeen is not something that that I like, and I know plus minus can be fudged a little bit. But he also had the worst defensive WAR out of any player in the NHL. So if the one good thing would be he would be a guy if the Rangers got him, they have him for next year at about. They get six six million. That would be fine, but no, um, I would I would stay away from Mark Shifley. Um, and again, like now, by the way, Anthony, I gotta say this, Dubois. I think I think if you're doing that, that's gonna be it's it's oh, it's almost like be careful what you wish for. Guys well, have you got to sign him to an extension. He's an RFA too, I believe. So. I mean, you got to trade for him, then you have to sign him to an extension. And despite, you know, he's still, I think he's still going to cost a good amount. I mean, Winnipeg's going to ask for Philip Hedl or or maybe even Capo Caco. Um, so he's not going to come cheap either. That That's the thing that I think makes it even more of a no-go is that he's not going to come cheap. <clears throat> Again, I think Trocek's the better fit. Um, And also... Because also where I'm trying to get with, with PLD, if he goes there, is Montreal is a tough market to play in. They're a very tough market to play in. I can't imagine yeah. 
if, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna ask to go there like Jonathan Duran did, okay, that's that's gonna be a tough one. And Duran has not been worth giving up Sergachev so far. No, so. Sergachev has been great. Yeah, Sergachev has been great. Um, wait, wait, what's this one, Anthony? Uh, did you read the character stuff that came out when Dubois was draft eligible, or is it recently? I don't remember anything circa 2016 about his character. No, I, I don't. I don't remember it either. I just remember when he when he acts out for Columbus. I remember there was one shift. I remember like yeah, there was it was all over like social media where like it just you could tell like he just literally stopped skating. Like I think it was I, I think it was one of the last couple of games he played for Columbus before I traded him. It was it was just embarrassing. Um, and just the way he handled it, I, I did not like it at all. Um, rubbed me the wrong way. Um, I know Torts was a little, a little bit vocal about, about him before he left. Um, and like I said, now doing it again, like you're, you're two years away from unrestricted free agency and you're already telling your team that you're not, listen, I, I also, on the other hand, I mean, I respect that he's being open about it and he's not, you know, hiding his intentions, you know, AKA some unknown players that screwed some certain teams in the past if you catch mm-hmm. my drift um he's open about what he wants to do but still it's just to me it's basically him just saying out he wants again um and for a young player to kind of ask out twice from his team that that's that's some red flags for me so um i'd stay away if i was if i was the rangers <clears throat> which by the way i stay away great song from allison chance so uh, one thing I would have to say, and, and I worry about stuff like that. Now, by the way, there are just certain markets certain guys are going to have trouble with. If you're if you're from Toronto or the Ontario area you, and you play for the Maple Leafs, you're going to have trouble. I don't think it's a big surprise to me that the biggest stars in the Maple Leafs in the last 20 years was a Swede and an American. It's That's where uh, you want to say two Americans or three Americans. You still got Kessel and Van Riemsdyk to throw in there. Not just not just Austin Austin Matthews. I mean, Mitch Marner. I'd have to look where he's from. I forgot where it was, but <laughs> Justin Chains would be my cover band uh, for um, for Allison Chains. But I mean, that that's something that you would have to you'd have to consider right with with that, Anthony. And I, I think it's it's difficult when players go home. Now, Rick, you're right about that. New York, not much of an easier place to play than Montreal. But here's the thing: in New York. You can get demands, but you could also get lost. Here's here's the great part about certain free agent spots. The Islanders have now made them more desirable free agent uh, destination. But is the microscope on you on the Islanders now? I don't know about that one. I mean, you might get a, a spattering of booze, but I don't. I, I don't. I think it's going to be a lot less pressure than playing at the Garden, even yeah. though there's a win now philosophy there. What do you think, Anthony? Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, you know, on the Islanders, it, you're not going to be, you're not going to be heckled on the street and stuff, you know, when seen, and you're not going to be under the microscope all the time. It's a big market, but it's more, but it's more low key. Um, and I think a lot of guys who played for the Islanders, the reason why they love playing for the team is that, you know, Long Island, again, you're not there, you're not recognized on the street, you know, by everybody and you can kind of live life, um, anonymously, uh, so that, that's, that's a positive to playing on the island. Whereas in the city, I mean, in the Rangers, you don't really get that too much. Um, but no, you know, listen, we'll, we'll find out what happens in free agency. Um, I think the Islanders are a destination now because of the new building and the ownership. And, um, 
you know, we'll see. They haven't they haven't really tried for the top free agent since Artemi Panarin. Uh, so we'll see. You know, so we'll see this what happens this year, being that they are in that game. Um, but and Ledecky wants to go big game hunting. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. So right there, that's there with that. But again, like in New York, if you're bad, you'll get booed. Yeah. And then we're gonna move on to the Mets, the Jets, the Islanders, the Giants, something else. Yeah. In Montreal, they're going to talk about you all year. Yes. Don't go to Tim Hortons if you had a bad shift. So that's. Oh, Scott, come on. Look like a fat Superman. No. I, I... <laughs> Would you call me a fat Superman, Anthony? No. Besides, I'm also wearing my no. Spider Man shirt today. So, so Mark, question. Um, uh, if, if something, because um, it's time of year. If something breaks, um, are we gonna are we gonna hop on and talk about it or wait for the next day? Like for instance, if we you know sign off here and two hours from now the you know Islanders and Rangers or Islanders and Rangers swing a trade, uh, we gonna oh we'll we'll jump right back do, on. Um... Yeah, if we can, we'll jump right. right back on. Especially if uh, if I'm not on the golf course because most of my afternoons, if I'm not at the gym, I'm gonna be right at this desk doing um doing articles, uh, doing uh, team summaries at the moment which some of them might be obsolete within a week, but still, you know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're building up our, our, the podcast articles. You could all read them right over there. And of course it's actually been too long since I've mentioned this, that everybody don't forget, go to manscaped 20% use the code BAH, which uh, there will be shirts and hats coming out soon. Uh, that's other things. Anthony and I are going to talk about as soon as we sign off on the podcast. Uh, but it's, it's um, yeah, Anthony. We're gonna be break. We'll break news as long as I'm not working. We're breaking news. So, uh, mm. and we will constantly be, especially if the bigger the news is. If we're talking about the New York Islanders, and I think me and you are gonna be on next next Wednesday at eleven thirty, if not earlier, depending on uh, if there's bigger news that just landed. But eleven, uh, but twelve oh one, Anthony. Are we going to get the news that Johnny Gaudreau signs with the New York Islanders or the Philadelphia Flyers? <laughs> well, I don't know if it'd be I don't know if it'd be twelve oh one, but yeah, no, I'd I'd be I'd be ecstatic. Um, that would that would be great. It would it would kind of, um, you know, be a, really be a long time coming. The Islanders haven't signed a top free agent. Um, well, actually, no, that I think about it. Gr- granted, it wasn't a it wasn't a strong free agent class, but when the Islanders signed Andrew Ladd that year. Honestly, you could make a case he was the best free agent out there. I mean, that was the class where it was Oposo, Nielsen, Lucic, Erickson. Um, Lad, by some, was said to be the, the top free agent in what was a weak class. So, technically speaking, they did. But you know what I mean. They haven't signed like a superstar like Artemi Panarin. Um, we all know how that played out in a long time. So, if they signed yeah, if they signed Philip Ford. I, I don't know where or, Panarin um, went or if he did, if he did anything in the playoffs. That would be great. That would be great. I've got to say, uh, and by the way, Romanello, the the tax situation is as much of an issue as the living situation. There's a there's a ton of former New York Islanders that still have their homes here because they loved living here so much. Vladimir Malikov is one of the ones that come to mind. And I'm not just talking about the legacy guys, but the uh, I got to say, I I. 
that was a weak free agent class. And if you remember, by the way, who the top defenseman was on the market, arguably top player, that was Kevin Shattenkirk. For no, <clears throat> yep, it was Kevin Shattenkirk, and pff, Rangers didn't do much with him in that. So. <sighs> Oh, my buddy Scott is killing me right now. Uh, <laughs> Anthony, explain why Mark is bad at golf. Well, actually, I'm shooting in the 90s now. So there you go. And the 80s. So you're right. And uh, so I think the Islanders are going to be a good market because I think they can they can land somebody and not have all the pressure on them. And quietly, guys can go about their careers. And that's going to be a great thing. No, you're you're right. Um, and you know, it's, it's Johnny, Johnny Gaudreau would also just fits them, fits them like a glove. A hundred point Um, score in a defensive system, the way he was in Calgary this year and their line, I think it was a plus 180. I think it was, Ooh, what do you got here, Anthony? Well, we just mentioned Panarin, so I just want—I just wanted to bring it up and relive my and relive my heartbreak. <laughs> this is this is that tweet from um, Bob McKenzie in 2019. Signs point to Bobrovsky end up in Florida, while NYI appear to be the favorite to land Panarin. So, yeah, that's closest they came. I think every Islander fan was uh was jumping was jumping for joy, being that the the best, the best insider at the time, and might be of all time, frankly, Bobby Mack, um, reported yeah, that I'd say of all time. Was with the Islanders. That was uh, that was that was great. What's his so, other nickname? Is it Bobby Margarita? What? Um, what's his yeah. other nickname that he gives himself? Bobby Margarita. Yeah, Bobby Margarita. <laughs> You're talking about one of the most well liked guys, and if you haven't seen Bob McKenzie's uh, guest spot on Letter Kenny. That's even funnier. It really was. Um, uh, I, I actually might watch that at the end of this, uh, just just for the sake of doing that. Um, but so a uh, wicked's been saying this. And by the way, before I go to wicked, let me go to David just so I can prove it to everybody. Where does Huyarvi end up? See, I can pronounce names with since Edmonton is shopping him. It's a tough one. I mean, he's a guy that I think a lot of teams could be interested in being his cap hit and whatnot. Um, but, you know, I, I could kind of see him fitting anywhere, really. Um, Wicked saying, Dave Pignona concerned me about this offseason. He didn't give me the warm and fuzzies that the Islanders will do anything. He said uh, that they wanted to, but not sure if it'll happen. What do you think? Well, I mean, I think a lot of that's because Lou Lamorello doesn't doesn't divulge like any information like there's literally nothing that comes from him so i think when there's like radio silence from him you kind of you kind of just assume that you know maybe nothing will happen but i I assure you lou um (laughs) lou has a lot of stuff going on and just because he doesn't let it out doesn't mean that you know they're not going to do anything big so um I really, I mean, I really wouldn't worry about it. I mean, would I be shocked if they didn't do anything crazy? No, but at the same time, I'm not. I think it's just hard to get a read on what Lou's thinking or what Lou does. Um, but to be fair, at the same time, Dave Pagnotta in his top top free agent um, ranking, he has he has when it says 
you know, teams linked to. The Islanders are there under Forsberg and Gaudreau, et cetera. So um, I think they're in on a lot of things. Just depends on how much cap they move. Now, and and you have to say it whenever anyone says it, to be fair, to be fair. Anyway, also, um, uh, this is Scott who runs uh, Blue Shirt Nation. Check out his page on Facebook. Uh, this uh, Richie's weighed in. Artemi Panarin, 96 points and only 22 goals. Bujnevich, 30, uh, 30 points, 70, uh, sorry, 76 points, 30 goals. Also, keep in mind, uh, different roles on different teams. And also, Bujnevich was playing with Tarasenko, who was carrying that line. Panarin is the one that has to carry the line for the Rangers. So, I also think, and you hope, ah, there we go. No, I know. Sorry, like, I, I just wanted to click like, that one. Like, obviously, I think naturally as – as a Ranger fan, you wouldn't want to see the Islanders get someone like Gaudreau. But at the same time, the Rangers have a rivalry with New Jersey, and New Jersey in the same division. So why would you want? Why, why would you hope Johnny Hockey ends in New Jersey either? I think it, I know. I would have to say that I hope Johnny Hockey resigns. I, I think if you're, I think if you're a Ranger fan, you don't want to see Gaudreau on the Islanders or the Devils. Frankly, nope, I mean that's not just, a that's single just one my of opinion. Them. Huh? No, there's, there's no for a Ranger fan. There's no happy ending with how Johnny Gaudreau ends up because he's either going to there. There's sorry. There's one happy ending. He's either going to the Islanders and helping them compete again. The Islanders are going to be good again, very quickly. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they make the playoffs next year, the devils who could help them compete. And I wouldn't be surprised with Johnny Gaudreau if they make the playoffs again next year. And that I that I kind of disagree with. I mean, Hughes, Hichier, um, Alexander Holes, who's their top prospect, is is going to be really good. They have the Dawson second Mercer. Overall, yeah, they have the second overall pick this year. Mercer, Je- Jesper Bratt, who is an RFA at seventy four points. Um, Unbelievable Devils, season out of Jesper Bratt. Yeah, if the Devils get a good if the Devils get a good goaltender, and you know can improve their D, I don't know if you add Johnny Gaudreau to that roster. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Anytime soon. I'll tell you right now. This is a prediction I made both in the article I wrote up about the Devils, as well as I said it last week, and Phil kind of raised an eye when he said it. And you're probably going to raise an eye on this one. The Devils get a goaltender. If they don't come out of the gates good next year, there's going to be a quick hook on Lindy Ruff. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And especially. Yeah. I'm surprised Lindy Ruff has managed to stay on, to be honest with you. But mm-hmm. uh, that's about it with that. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll happen. I mean, I mean, not not that it'll happen. I'm not rooting for him to lose his job. That I mean that the Devils can be good again. But look, there's going to be teams in the Metro Division that are going to be falling off, and the Devils, as well as the Islanders, they're certainly going to come come back there. And Rick, you're 100 right. I have, yeah, by the way, Mark has tennis elbow. Thanks, Scotty. This, by the way, is BSN. Go ahead, follow. We are BSN. Um, you know, there's another eligible Jack Hughes in this draft coming up, right? Uh, yes. And that's the brother, right? Yep. That, that's the, the youngest brother, or is that sorry? No, they're, oh. <laughs> they're, they're not related. Right. It's just another right. guy named Jack Hughes. Oh. And please, Jack, you, you should change your name to John. There's there's too many Jack Hughes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I thought oh, there was another brother I, that was in this draft. I just don't even, you just totally forgot Luke Hughes. 
New Jersey drafted Luke Hughes. I mean, he's going yeah. back to Michigan, but that's another great piece. I mean, Luke Hughes was amongst the leaders in scoring on Michigan as a freshman. I'm telling you. The Devils. Lauren, thank you. Thank you for um, coming in as, as soon as I screwed yeah. up uh, a fact. Uh <laughs> so, yeah, if the Devils had Gaudreau, they're going to they're gonna be – they're going to be looking good in the next couple of years. Very good. And I know, and as Rick says it, though, if is a very small, big word. So um, to say this, though, the only happy ending would be if he ends up on the Flyers, because then it's going to be, oh, look, look at all those points he's getting. The Flyers can't keep the puck out of their own net. No, as a Ranger I think the fan, Flyers are going to be a better team next year under Tortorella anyway. As a Ranger fan, you don't want to see Goudreau in Philly either. You got you got to hope he signs, he re-signs with Calgary, or he signs with someone else at West. Yeah, so but, it, it ain't happening. I don't know any no, other dark horse that's going to be in there. I, I really don't. I think I think it's the Flames or a team on or a team in the Metro. Personally, that's no. that's where I think he goes. I mean, the only reason why New Jersey would be a factor or a good factor for him is maybe they won't be that good right away. But that, that team is that team wants to get a, 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 and again, no offense to Lindy Ruff guys had a great coaching career, but I also can't look at his, uh, well, help a look at his coaching career and start thinking, mm -hmm. were you just a good coach with re two really good goalies? If he, you take away Ryan Miller and Dominic Hasek, is he really that great of a coach? But that's what it is. And Warren, yeah. The Ranger fans know all about Torts, but don't forget, he did lead the Rangers to a number one seed in 2012. And yes, he can wear on his players, but in his first three, he's, he's one of those coaches. His first three years, man, can he coach. But lots of guys are like that. Pete DeBoer, uh, Torts is dead to me. Pete DeBoer is another one that comes to mind. <laughs> first off, uh, Anthony, this is the comment from my friend. Uh, again, this is from Scotty saying uh, he tried to fight with me about this. That New, a New Jersey pizza is better than New York pizza. I'll go no. New York, New Jersey pizza is like if New York pizza was uh, uh, just cursed by a vindictive wizard. That would be what New Jersey pizza is. <laughs> well, you guys are better at some sandwiches. That's about it. To be fair, I actually haven't had a slice of pizza from New Jersey, so I, I, I don't know, but. Um... You can't really beat Long Island. I mean, the pizza on Long Island is is outrageous, is outrageously good, and it's good in the city too. So, yeah. Um, again, I'm gonna agree with uh, AZ right here when he says that New York center options should only be Vinny Trocheck or uh, maybe Zach Austin Reese. Um, yeah, Trocheck. Trocheck, I think, is a good is a good option for them. He he could play the second line center if 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 Hedl actually took the next step. He could go bump down to three the third C slot. So I think I think Trocheck would be the way way to work. And Francesca, you're right about that. It took Crides years to recover from Torts, mm -hmm. but also it took Crides years to develop because of I mean, you know, first things first, he didn't get the front of the net on the power play with Ryan Callahan there up until about halfway through the 20, uh, 2014 season. All this talk about pizza now is making me want to order a pie. <laughs> Guys, we're going to do about another uh, 10 to 15 minutes. So yeah, That's fine. Uh, hey, Mark, not, uh, not NHL news, but Baker Mayfield has been traded to the Carolina Panthers. Wow. 
Wow. So does that mean Deshaun Watson doesn't get suspended? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I would think. I mean, uh, that's where that's where I'm kind of going. Wait a minute. You traded away your starting quarterback as of right now, your starting quarterback for uh, a guy who, I mean, they, he might not have a quarterback now. That's yeah. unbelievable. It's I, I, I can't believe that you would do that, especially while there's a especially while there's an open case from the league to suspend him for a full year. That's just stupid. And then this is how this is how um, organizations get wrong. Oh, no, 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 no. By the way, these are some fighting words. Also, New Jersey bartenders are better than the ones on Long Island as well. Oh, no, 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 no. As the Kembe Mutombo would say. All right, but wait, Warren. Yeah. I mean, what? Mayfield is a Panther? <laughs> you got to be kidding me. There's no way. There is absolutely no way. Um, yeah, they're far apart on a contract extension, but they still have another year. And Vancouver should should um just, just pony up money. Vancouver spends. I don't understand what the problem is. Rick, the Rangers should sign Corey Perry. Then we're guaranteed to lose in the Stanley Cup Finals. Would you take that? Anybody? Actually, go ahead, guys. Comment below since we're going until about uh, 2.40 right now. Uh, so that's another five more minutes. Would you take the Rangers signing Corey Perry and losing in the Stanley Cup Finals? So... I, I am in disbelief on a lot of that. That that's that's a lot of big news. And again, the guy has 25 sexual harassment cases that are open. 25. One is too many. So <laughs> best ever, best ever uh New York bartender was Brian Flanagan. Not really, because he stopped to do poems instead of serve me the freaking drink. <laughs> uh, Panthers now have the first and the third overall pick from the 2018 NH uh, <laughs> draft playing quarterback for them. That's ridiculous. That is very ridiculous. That's stupid. Um, uh, <laughs> Rick, the Rangers aren't trying to lose in the finals. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Hey, Anthony, would you take Corey Perry on the New York Islanders right now if it meant you lose in the Stanley Cup Finals? No. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but you'd be in the Stanley Cup Finals. Watch him sign with Colorado, and then they, they lose. Yeah, and you know <laughs> what, Lauren? Lauren, yeah. And by the way, stay in touch with us, Lauren, because we might have some big news for you coming up in the next few weeks. Well, I know you're going to stay in touch anyway. You, you got, you've been great. It's been great since and everybody that we're getting trickling in had some Penguins fans through that through the years that have stayed with us. So there's a lot of that. Talking pucks, that's what we do. Uh, will the Miami O-line hold up this year? Will it still be the train wreck? I think it'll still be a bit of a train wreck. And there goes my pen. Uh, oh. <laughs> so. Marion host. Oh, but... 
Oh, but Sean, Marion Hosa did the same thing only two years in a row. Lost with Pittsburgh, lost with uh, Detroit, and then won the cup the third year with Chicago. Perry has lost the last three Stanley Cup finals. <laughs> I forgot Connecticut was a state. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Evander Kane's an interesting one. I, I want to see where he where he lands. Um you know, he, I think he proved himself in Edmonton. He played really well. I think I think there will be a lot of suitors for him. You ever have that guy that can clean up his act for about a year, maybe even like a few months, and then returns right back to where he was? That's Evander Kane. Yeah. Water always mm -hmm. finds its level. Yeah. So I I have no faith in Evander Kane. If the, if the Rangers signed Evander Kane tomorrow – and if they sign him to a five-year deal, they'll be wanting to deal him within a year and a half. Yep. So. About oh, this I morning. forgot that. Yeah. Who could the New York Islanders sign a free agency that'll surprise uh, That'll surprise with the Islanders? You know what? I'm going to go with your guy, Andre Burkowski. Yeah. I think the Islanders um, get him. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be held in fire. I don't know if I would say surprise because the Islanders need offense, and if they miss out on the big guys, he'd be a good fit. Um, but I'm going to oh, go. So a surprise player to sign? Go ahead, give me yours first. Nick Letty returns. They need if they can't swing a trade for a Gerard or a Chikrin. It's a guy they know. He skates well. Um, you know, should be able to get him a good value. I'm going to go with John Klingberg. I've said that a couple different times. I would not be surprised if the, if the Islanders whiff on a couple guys and decide to strengthen their blue line with John Klinberg. Well, the thing is, Klinberg plays, plays the right side, though. They already have Pollock, Dobson, Mayfield on the right side. They need help on the left side. So I, I don't Can he play both? What? Can he play both? I'm not. I don't know if he played the offside. <clears throat> then uh, what about, how about this? Brendan Smith. He doesn't move the needle for them. He's a bottom pair guy. They need a. I know, but if that's all you need is a bottom yeah. pair guy, go ahead, go get a bottom pair guy. I mean, I've yeah. said this too. I think that I, I think the Rangers should go after Ian Cole. Go get Ian Cole. Yeah. Now, now you got somebody to go with Schneider or with Truba, if you will, if they move Schneider up, and then now you got two great pairs at the bottom. So um, my my prediction is Connor Geeky, skilled, skilled forward, good score. Um, I know there's the Brad Lambert uh, option out there. He's, you know, and like I said, Corey Promen's last mock today, he had him dropped into the 20s. Said he could still see him picked in the teens, but, um, you know, he, he fell a little bit similar to, uh, you know, Ratu. Ratu was at one point was talked up being the first overall pick, um, and he fell. And now Lambert's ha same thing happened to Lambert. So we'll see. But that's my guess is uh, Connor Geeky. Or I would love if Matthew Savoy drop to them because he's he's ultra skilled he's just really small I, I can't believe i'm staring at baker mayfield in a panthers jersey uh connor geeky would be a good one uh, didn't by the way didn't the islanders say years ago when they passed on zach parise that they don't do legacies and now they're going to go and draft well first off they were trying to draft uh they're trying to draft eric nystrom if i remember correctly right after that they're trying to move well i don't I don't think that's why they passed on him. I think Milbury just Milbury and his team were infatuated with Robert Nielsen. And I mean, turned out to be a bad pick. A, 
which is a bad it wasn't it wasn't a bad pick. Nelson ended up becoming Ryan Smith. Yeah. And at least you could say that for the um this this uh J Fresh hockey has got Dennis Venisov, uh goalie. F- no, all right. I don't see the Islanders taking a goalie in the first round. No. No way. No. No. Absolutely not. And it's got Connor Geeky going all the way down to 20th. Um, sorry. I'm I'm not I'm not buying into any of that. I, uh, I and it's I got will, this one's I got Shane Wright falling to four too. Yep. I will say though that that I would really consider trading that first overall pick for um Alex DeBrinket. I mean, because there's no I mean, there's no guarantee you land Forsberg or Gaudreau in free agency. And DeBrinket, in my opinion, is one of the best players available when you consider all avenues, free agency and trade. So um, if they could move a first, the 13th overall, and, you know, Anthony Bovillier or, or Oliver Wallstrom in another, in another piece, I would, I would jump on the DeBrinket train for sure. This guy does not have Brad Lambert getting drafted in the first round at all. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he'll fall that far. I don't. And uh, which Savoy you got there, Lauren? Is it Matthew or is it Ricky? Because again, I'm, I'm looking at this one, and Matthew they say going to the Sabers, and <clears throat> Ricky going to uh, uh, the San Jose Sharks. So that's that's one thing you look at. I mean, sometimes you look at that, and that's why tomorrow night's going to be fun. I think we're gonna have a, we're gonna moves on at the draft. I hope. That's who would be right there? Who would you rather have in general? Um, the Brink, trade for Debrinket or sign Johnny Gaudreau? Trade for Debrinket. Yeah, uh, I think the Islanders need a fit. I think they need a finisher more than they need a a, a setup guy because uh, Barzell needs he's the facilitator. So. You would but need that quick shot from yeah. the right side, and that's what the break it is. The left side, but, I mean, and that's what the break it is. But don't sell Gaudreau short. Gaudreau had Gaudreau scored a lot of goals. Oh no, I don't. He could do both. He could do both, but I think it would be another. Um, I think it would be another one that I'd go with the break it younger and at the moment cheaper. <laughs> so there you go with that. Uh, really quick, we got a couple more of these that we're gonna do. Uh, what do you think? I got to blow my nose right now. Uh, what do you think Drury might get for Georgiev? I don't think that much. I mean, no. I think fourth round pick might be the best they get for Georgiev. Remember, yes. that guy had an, an, an 8 9 8 save percentage. That's not good in today's NHL. No. Um, I am not pronouncing that name. Uh, <laughs> um, Miroshenko, Miroshenko. Yeah. Uh, sorry, everybody. Allergies. Also, I thought I hit the mute button. I did not. So, yes, we um we touched on this before, Alexander. Very very sad news. Yeah, a guy that we had. Uh, yeah, Warren, you got Matthews, boy. By the way, um, yeah, Dylan Garan's going to be up with the Rangers soon enough. What do you think about constantly going back to Fenway? Um, I mean, try something new, but I'm not surprised. But also, it's the Winter Classics. They're going to go with the most bankable thing. Yep. That's just what they're going to do with that. And 
if it's that's where the stadium series comes into play because if you got the stadium series then you can have we're going to see a west coast one we're going to see seattle vancouver soon enough everybody yeah. uh they are so. they that's one reason why seattle exists because immediately mm-hmm. you have the the rivalry with vancouver but um yeah it's it's going to be one of those it's going to be um one of those uh the things that you go with the bankable one and then it'll eventually be the extra stuff. All right. So guys, we're going to, we're going to call it off right there for, for today. You guys are great as always. It's, it's fantastic. Us being in 1080p and doing this uh, on Twitch now for the first time. So now we have subscribers on Twitch. So everybody, thanks very much for joining us today. We will see you soon. We'll see you tomorrow night. We will see you tomorrow night for the NHL draft and we're going to do a live special and um, I'm going to figure out exactly what happens when I have to do shots. Uh, I might, I might just, might just be drinking some of that tomorrow night. That might be one thing. All right, guys, thank you very much. Um, and uh, Alex, thank you. Cause and also I'll check out what you have for the Sorokin news. Hopefully he gets in just fine. Once again, check out Manscaped. Use the code BAH. We're going to be launching Big Apple Hockey Store, hopefully within the month, or and start selling some merchandise. It is going to be a great time. We're going to be doing all these things. And Panthers outdoor game in Miami. You know what? Rick, that actually is a great idea. Have the Panthers uh, play the Lightning in, or Tampa, in uh, in either Marlins Stadium or even, uh, well, uh, Hard Rock Stadium is, it's got a roof, but it's not enclosed. But they've proven that they could do that. They did an outdoor game at Dodger Stadium. It was 68 degrees. Imagine going to a winter classic outdoor game or an outdoor NHL game in a t-shirt and shorts. That would be great. Uh, NHL, <laughs> NHL. Uh, schedule should be released as we're hearing as late as the afternoon. It might be there. Yes. It has a canopy. I was there the last time back in 2010 for a Sunday night football game between the jets and the dolphins. And that was long before the canopy was there. They were talking about getting it, the canopy in there back when, uh, there was the Zika virus that was going around. So, uh, and Romanella <laughs> Connecticut pizza for the win. Absolutely not. <laughs> I think the worst Long Island pizza is still better. I don't the one thing I do have to say though that uh, I can't believe was that the uh, that I was in New York, New York, in Las Vegas, and I was at the pizza place that was there. It was late night. I was wanting some pizza, and uh, I walked up to the guy. I went, "Yeah, can I get a slice of pepperoni?" And they had the Sicilian that was right there. I'm like, "Can I get a slice of Sicilian?" He looks at me and goes, "What?" Sicilian. Yeah. Oh, and I pointed to it. And he goes, oh, you mean the cheese? It's like, no, it's it's Sicilian. It's in New York. That's the way Sicilian is made. That's how I know it's that. So can't help but just. Uh, the Trop is an indoor arena, too. That would actually be pretty good. And by the way, Romanello, they did do that. The Trop was actually the Thunderdome where they used to host the Tampa Bay Lightning games. I think they had like 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 twenty four thousand people 
for one of those games. It was it was amazing. That's actually where they used to do it originally. So there's, I mean, imagine going back there, you know. But then again, but again, that's that's what that's what makes it great. You, you could put this game almost anywhere now, especially. So, uh, and it's not just all the other stuff out there. Guys, again, thank you very much. We have so much news we have to tell you guys that is going to be coming along soon. And for our, our fledgling podcast that's going on, uh, about uh, 2,200 subscribers right now. We're looking to get more. We are looking to keep on growing. And uh, don't forget, check out the written reviews that I have that are going on everywhere. And uh, look, always look for the shorter segments. Share us with everybody that you can because we're getting bigger and uh, it's it's only the beginning for us. So thank you very much. And we will see you soon.